Welcome to episode 120 of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name is Trent. I'm here with Jason. And we've got some Devil You Adore slash Claim Your Enemy action. Yes, we do. This is a good one. I a say, long one, so gear up. Right? <laughs> Eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine. Once that song comes on, you know, then it, I have to turn it up every time. It's just great. You gotta it's put that in your song. intro for your podcast. We're gonna now. cut that part out <laughs> totally. If you're not familiar, I say the two names because the Devil You Adore has been around quite a while for a couple years, but they're in the transition process of changing their name. They have a new vocalist, actually a newer bassist as well. So they're kind of going through this transition period. We're going to talk about all that with them here in just a bit. Yes. Before we get into that, we got a couple other things we want to talk about. Okay. First being, I really thought that we would have Matt Penfield for our 120th episode, but kind <laughs> of fell through. Sorry, I didn't pull that off for us. We live our, our 90s. Yeah. Our 90s uh, years, huh? Yeah. But since we couldn't do that for 120, I guess we'll never do it. Well, I can live with that. Yeah. It's going to be tough, but I'll find a way. Yeah. You'll survive, right? <laughs> <laughs> First thing being this past weekend... We saw the shame. Yes, we did. At the Mercury Lounge. And this is quite a good thing because I have not seen the shame at this point. I'm doing good these past few weeks of seeing the bands around here that have been eluding me. Yeah, you're knocking them down, man. Got another one coming up this weekend we'll talk about here in a minute. But finally saw the shame. Chad Malone was on this podcast on episode 58. Yes. We had a great long talk with him about this band and all the other projects he's been a part of. But the shame is just, you know, you're... What do you want to call it? Working class punk? Yeah. That blue collar kind of punk. That's... We always herald the street dogs. I know they're kind of mainstream and a lot of punk fans don't like mainstream bands. But hey, I love the street dogs and I'm going to own it and I don't give a shit. There you go. But anyway, it's along that <laughs> that line of thinking, I guess, is the right way to put it. And they were just as great live as I hoped they'd be. Yeah, I really like what you said, working class punk. And it really is. And it's... It's as good as it gets for that genre, uh, you know, um, which I'm the same way. I love it, you know, and I, you know, it means just as much to me as metal does and old country. Um, and uh, I was really glad to finally get to see these guys and to see Chad Malone play. Um, Senior Fellow still eludes me. Right. You know, that's one of those bands. Every, it seems like every damn time they're playing something's up or I've got to work like at four the next morning or some stupid shit. Uh, so I was finally glad to see the shame and they were great. I mean, just, <clears throat> you know, no frills, honest punk music. Um, you gotta love it. Yeah. The kind of punk that makes you feel good. Yes. Yes. It's just, it's catchy. It's, it's edgy. It's, um, I mean, you know, it, 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 it's saying something. It, it's just good stuff. Yeah, and uh, the good thing is they they pulled it off great live. They had a great solid sound, and I haven't seen a show at the Mercury and since I don't know when. Yeah, I mean, it's been a few years. Yeah, and it's you know it sounded great. It's a small space, but I'm just like I said, happy. Finally got to see them. Definitely. Another thing to point out while I was there, turned around and ran into Dave Cantrell. Nice. Who was on this ep this podcast way back. Yeah. Episode 33, to be exact. And during that episode, one of the things he talked about was the old Capitol Underground documentary that he's a part of putting together. 
actually he introduced me to Brian Crane, who was there with him. Or I don't know if he was with him, but he was there next to him. And he said that they're finally getting close, you know, to getting this thing finalized. They're in the final stages now, working this thing out. So this thing, you know, could be, should be out sooner than later, sometime this year. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, so just be on the lookout for that. It's a documentary that covers the punk scene in Tulsa starting with the, in the late 70s, clear into the early 90s. And it touches on, you know, thrash metal and everything, you know, throughout that, you know, basically 15, 18 year period, I think they cover. So that was really cool, you know, to, to hear that. that that's, Definitely. That that's coming up. And Chad Malone obviously will be a big part of that, I believe. Oh, yeah. Two Tulsa legends in one place that night. Yeah. If Steve Ray had been in that building, my 16-year-old <laughs> self's head would have exploded. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, speaking of punk rock, this weekend, Tulsa, what's it, the punk rock flea market here in yes. Tulsa is making its return. I think it usually happens about twice a year. We went out to that last time they did it. It's a cool atmosphere. It's great. This year, or this time, it's actually at the the American Legion. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Yeah. Instead of the first shop like it was last time. And they're still going to have, you know, live music and food and vendors and all that stuff. So I think we're going to try to get out there at some point, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a, it's, you know, you got to go. It's got booths of every, <clears throat> anything you can think about. Vinyl, uh, people making their own clothes, people making their own jewelry and jewelry boxes. Um, they had a dunk tank last year. The Satanist showed up. That was always awesome. Oh, that's right. I mean, it's just got, it's just all over the place, which it should be. And it's such a fun atmosphere. And, you know, get there, grab a rolling rock, and just walk around and check everything out. It's really cool. Yeah, and that, speaking of that dunk tank, Chad Malone was in that last time. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, as far as shows this weekend, we've talked about it, but reiterating one more time that this Friday night, April 28th, DMG Productions is putting on this pre-rock party where they've got four of the bands that are playing Rocklahoma, three of them on the dark side stage and one of them on Camp Yeager, mm-hmm. being switched back. And the three from their stage is Caliber Theory, Crane Technique, and... Red Devil Eyes. Yeah, Red Devil Eyes, yeah. who was, I believe, at least one of the last couple shows with their vocalist. Okay. I don't know if the band's going to continue. I haven't, they haven't really said anything, but okay. we'll find out soon enough. Well, it, it's going to be a, a crazy Friday night. Yeah, you can't say enough if you like heavy music about those four bands. Definitely. They all bring the heavy, and they're all great. So there's no reason for you to not be at the Shrine in Tulsa if you're in this area. And, you know, what I'm looking forward to is uh, you know, Crane Technique I've seen a, a ton of times with the other bands I've never seen before. Okay. So it's going to be something different. It's going to be something cool. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Switchback in Fort Smith. Okay. But, yeah, I haven't seen Caliber Theory, Red Devil Lies, so we're really looking forward to that. And then Saturday night, I mentioned Steve Ray a minute ago. That's right. Oklahoma Braves is playing at Bill and Renee's. This, this show also features Machine in the Mountain and Custom Black. Wow. Yeah, that's a, a triple header of, of doom. That's right. Of what did Steve Ray call it, Rifflehoma? Yes. Uh, that's going to be Rifflehoma for fucking sure, man. Yeah. If you like riffs, if you like grooves, if you like, you know, just down and dirty rock and roll, those three bands will bring it. That's right. And 
Is this your first time to see Oklahoma Braves? Yes. We've talked about this That's quite right. a few times. You son of a bitch. I just You're going to love it. You're going to love it. I still have this weird feeling something's going to happen, like I'm going to like break my ankle and can't like like that evening Don't and I have to go to the emergency room. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> We're going to go. It's going to be great. All right. Okay. There you go. Yeah. No no negative. No negativity here. <laughs> <clears throat> well, yeah. Let's hope it works out. It will. And guess what? That show's free. Pretty much any show at Bill and Renee's, I believe, is always free. Yeah. So go. You better go. Yeah. Get out there. And speaking of that bar... The next Saturday, May 6th, at Bill and Renee's, Reliance Code, Grind, Not in Public, and Machine and Mountain once again. Wow. So that's another great bill. I know. Man, they just keep piling it on. Yeah. There's good music around here you got to check out. Don't miss it. Go. All right. Just getting into this because we need to quit rambling, I guess. Or you need to quit rambling. Oh, well, oh, no, thanks. That's me, I think. Yeah, I think that's you. Right. Because this talk with Travis and Devin is pretty damn long it is so we need to get into this but before we do we're going to play one of their tracks yes they just put out two new songs on reverb nation you can download them for free this song right here is called the calling
Calling from Claim Your Enemy. The first two songs that they put out that they recorded here with Devin on vocals. Man, that's got some... That just thing just kicks right in with yeah. some some deep, heavy bass and drums. And, of course, like in true, you know, Devil Your Door fashion, some killer riffs and guitars from Brian and Rhett. And then Devin's vocals, man. They just tie this thing all together, and he's bringing everything. The clean, the heavy, the screams. He does it all. Dude can sing. Yeah. He can, he can do the whole thing. You know, this song is a face melter. This song is a ball squasher. <laughs> Okay, and both like songs that. that they put up are great. I just this one just jumped right out at me. I was like, okay, we got to do this one, and this one just uh, you know, it, it, no holds barred, you know, pulls no punches. It's great. Be on the lookout for more music from these guys. But in the meantime, like I said, Reverb Nation, look up Claim Your Enemy, follow them, and then you can download those two tracks for free. They've got a few other tracks from their, you know, previous lineup that are great as well mm -hmm. so check those out get on facebook follow them like them all that great stuff and we got much more to say other than let's get into this roll it He wasn't showing up. He got sick. He wasn't gonna show up that night. So we just sit around there and we had like two thirty or yeah, two thirties of uh, PBR, no ice chests, of course from the liquor store, hot. Oh man! So we just threw it. No, took the head off an old bass drum, <laughs> filled it full, poured all the ice in on top of it, <laughs> and it was a great ice chest, man. That sounds like something. That reminds President of the United States of America telling that story. I don't remember that. I didn't even go. You went. Okay, I'll tell the story. They, him and him and a couple of other our friends. You remember Presidents of the United States yeah. of America, mm -hmm. Lump and all that. Mm -hmm. They played at Canes, and right. this guy went. And the drummer had, you know, his tom set up, but he had one tom turned upside oh, down yeah. with ice and beer. In it. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. He used a little kit, so all his sim was like twelves. Yeah, yeah. A little bitty, and it gave him a cool sound, you know. Mm -hmm. It's, that's a great idea for all you drummers out there. <laughs> yeah, they've got the those Marshall, or is it Marshall that has refrigerators? The refrigerators. Yeah. yeah. So why not? Yeah, drum ice chest. One of the one of the guys' houses I spray, he's got like a room that it's it's like yours, got stuff hanging everywhere, you know, memorabilia, and uh, he's got one of them Molly Crew Marshall fridges. Yeah. It's got the lock on it and stuff. It's That's pretty, awesome. It was like number uh, 90 or like 5,000. So How much do those things cost? Boy, I don't know. If it's got a lot of cruise name on it, it's probably twice as much yeah, as the regular ones. The regular ones were 500 bucks. Yeah, I looked up yeah. The Marshalls were 500 bucks. That's a lot for keep stuff cold. Yeah, <laughs> true. But hey, it looks cool. Yeah, right. that's right. That's all that matters. You're got paying to raise your cool factor. That's, that's what you're doing. For. Etched autographs. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you can't beat that, man. And it's autographed. You know, you think about it. If, I don't know if they sit there and sign every one of them that's made as a plate, mm -hmm. but I felt that, uh, but it, it was etched. I, I feel like you can get an etched, etched autograph and not spend that much money, though. If that's what, <laughs> if that's like the thing that's selling you on it. Well, I just think it's really cool. I'm, I'm with you. I'm just saying. 
Well, and then yeah, and then it's mass produced. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it'd be hard You can get your Motley Crew refrigerator and your Kiss coffin yeah. <laughs> when you die. What was the deal? With the Kiss coffin does something before. Oh, I don't know. It plays, uh, plays like Detroit Rock City over and over and over for years, though. Because I thought you could do something. <laughs> that would drive me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a real thing? You yeah. come back from the dead. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. But no, I thought you could. It was meant to be used to something before you die. Oh, I have no idea. It's probably nice. They they put Dimebag Daryl in one. I'm, I'm yeah. probably gonna make a lot of people mad by saying this. But I'm cool and would love to have a kiss coffin as long as it ain't got Tommy Thayer on it. You know what I mean? I'm good. You know, that's a good question, like, because they're so anti-Peter and Ace now. I wonder if they changed the coffin around. I don't know. Well, it's know. probably got, like, the drawings of the four faces, not, like, maybe an yeah. actual picture. Yeah, my, my brother, he brought me a, like, a die-cast big truck trailer. It's all kissed out and stuff. And, uh, but it's it's got Tommy Thayer. I mean, I love it. It was a gift from my brother. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I was like, damn, it's got kids. Mm-hmm. Tommy Thayer. <laughs> and you, I'm you're not to, a, I really am trying to like the guy. I mean, I, I go through phases. You know, I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to like Tommy Thayer. But it just never works out. Mm-hmm. I, I read the Ace Frehley book, and he was talking about how he didn't like Tommy Thayer wearing his makeup. I was just like, but see, for Tommy Thayer, Eric Singer, you know, if you're told put that makeup on, I'm gonna do it. Well, sure, I don't blame you. If somebody yeah. walked up and offered you that much money, well, yeah, I don't, you'd I play don't in your underwear. You. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's like, but it's still as a fan. Oh yeah, you, totally, totally. I mean, it's it's the it just looks like the it just don't look authentic. If that's the word, you know, mm-hmm. it, it seems like pretend kiss because you can I'm cool with Eric Singer wearing Peter Chris's you know they did the unplugged thing you know they jammed beside each other they're friends and Eric Singer probably actually went and asked him for permission you know if you think about it so is it just because it's a different guy that you feel that way well Eric Singer's earned his part you know what I mean and Tommy Thayer goes back into old kiss back in the day so what about a situation like Alice in Chains Alice in Chains is cool no, but I mean, like, you know, Lane Staley dies. They get the new guy who sounds. Yeah, that's I mean, that it works. I mean, so I, it's not. It's but it's different. It's not like they wear makeup, right? But <laughs> I mean, it's still, still to me. And, and the only reason I bring it up is because I kind of have had a similar problem with Allison Chains, just because I love Lane Staley and I understand the guy sounds yeah. pretty much the same. And I saw him live at Rockfest years ago, and yeah, it was a cool show. But I just. I haven't been able to get into them just because. Do you like the albums or have you listened to them? I've listened to them, yeah. um, I, but it's just I haven't listened to them nearly as much. Right. As, you know, I thought they were pretty I'm, cool. I'm the same way. I mean, I think they're great. He sounds good, but I just can't get into it. Right. I would have rather them have gotten him and continued on under a different name with different. I, I mean, I get the whole why, they, but I mean, it's Jerry Cantrell. It's not like people aren't going to buy it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he's got the benefit that most bands don't. They replace a dead guy. Yeah, is that Jerry Cantrell is half the half the voice almost easily. Yeah. And, and so. as far as songwriting goes, I mean, pretty much the band in a yeah. lot of ways. Lane would have never been what he was had it not been for Jerry Cantrell. That's just everybody knows that. Yeah, and you know, every band's different when you get when you get on these conversations. You know, I think because it just there's so many different factors. Um, 
every band's a case-to-case basis with members and this and that. And the greatest and transition, I think, that ever stayed was Bon Scott to Brian Johnson. Johnson. I think that's the one in, in history that is... It seemed right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe it's just because I'm a huge ACDC. Well, I was going to say, but well, that, that's kind of the thing, and that's kind of what he's saying. When you start talking about these things, it's so incredibly subjective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and try to say all the bands that have changed members. No, I'm not going to do that. But, <laughs> you know, my, my opinion of that would not be the same as yours or his. or So, everybody's well, going to say Which version of Rat do you take? Jesse or, Pearl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how many fingers do I have to? How many versions are there now? ACDC yeah. had the benefit that they did it so quick that people didn't even realize what was happening. Probably no, probably not. Yeah, yeah, probably not. Like was it yeah. nine months or something? Yeah, <laughs> from I mean, when he died to when Back in Black came out. Yeah, well, a lot of people now probably like listen to it and look it up. Like, wait, that is a different guy. Well, I'm yeah. just saying. So that kind of goes back to what I was saying. It is like it happened. You know it what I mean? It's just yeah. like boom. You know, Molly Crew did it. And then seeing all the backfire from that, I thought it was crew. We was just talking about that deal. I love yeah. that crew album. It was but snap. I would have been cool. I would actually love Molly Crew more had they stayed there. I think yeah. because I mean, New Tattoo was a great album. I think too. I think he took Crew back to their original mm-hmm. kind of. It was all raw sounded. Yeah. It didn't sound like yeah. it was big mass produced. It was just like going in and recording a demo. I mean. Randy Costello, yeah, you know, on drums. I mean, it was a different feel. And had Tommy Lee played on that album, it'd probably been all technoed out, just like before. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and I'm just like, that's why that's such a great yeah, standout. That's a great point. And you know, I, I'm the same way. I was like, oh, okay, Motley Crue, yeah, that's cool. They got some great songs. And then when Krabby came in, I was like, holy yeah. shit, yeah. this this is my Motley Crue. I mean, with just the whole, and then it just, you know, it, everyone hated it, so. And y'all, y'all went to the, the show at Mohawk Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was there. I'm, um, I got a ticket for $10, and it was buy one, get one free at yeah. Starship. That'll never so happen again. No, it's basically $5. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, but that was no, such a great show. it's $5 for free. Yeah. <laughs> $5 for free. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, man, that was typo negative on a Blood Kisses tour. You think that? That was great. You know, King's, King's X. X. Yeah, Dogman tour. Yeah, that was yeah, a I great bill. Yeah, that was a great bill, man. You know, that was actually, I remember the day everybody talking about that was the hype when uh, I think Pantera was Far Beyond Driven come out. Right. And it was number one at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the first album to be debuted. It was the first metal album to be debuted at number one. I know I remember talking to a bunch of people about that and it had just like happened. So, you know, as back then, you know, it wasn't like picking up your phone and you don't know what's going on. You yeah. know, it was like word of mouth and people reading their magazines. Oh, you get blasted with it now. Yeah, yeah I still love magazines. If you yeah. if you like, because I, I, I did that. Because other bands I've been in get a lot of their music information from Blabbermouth. Because mm-hmm. it's easy. You just like them on Facebook yeah. and every time something happens, it blows, you know, yep. pops up. That's pretty much the only unless I unless somebody tells me something and then I Google it. That's where I get most of my information from at all. Yeah. It's bladder now. Yeah, but you know, growing up, uh, what was y'all's favorite magazine? Was it Rip Metal Edge? I mean, we bought them all. I know Circus Hit Parader. Circus, yeah, Circus Hit <laughs> um, Parader. I, I wrote a fine line between Metal Edge and Rip. 
I loved Metal Edge. Because Metal Edge had more of the hair bands that I loved. Yeah. Even though it was corny and I think it was geared more towards females. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't pick up Rip and find out what Warren was doing. Yeah. You know, so exactly. I still loved Metal Edge. So that was probably my number one. I had a subscription to Circus. Yeah. And that was a great <laughs> I didn't like Circus. I mean it yeah. was okay, but I, I, I didn't I, I didn't really care, care because it was music and it was mm-hmm. the genres that I liked. Yeah. You know, so I bought them all. Yeah. You know, my I had to mow a lot of yards and wash a lot of dishes. Oh yeah, no, I I bought every goddamn one. Yeah, I know you did, <laughs> but just say my favorite one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I kind of go back and I'm like, man, I love Metal Edge, but then you say, you know, like Rip Magazine, I'm like, damn, they were good too. Yeah. Really, you know. I, I remember going to and Starship. You know who was the editor of every one of them? Yeah, because of Axl Rose. Yeah, from getting the ring. Yeah, he, he never, like, yeah. he never yeah. called out Lawn Friend or Jerry Miller, though. No. But, you know, I remember going to Starship, and, you know, they'd have the, the British magazines, like Kerrang! and stuff. Yeah. See, I didn't ever do the Kerrang! You always heard of that. Oh, it's so cool. But then they're like 12 bucks, and yeah. all I do is sack groceries. I can't fucking buy this. <laughs> well, you know, I grew up, I don't know, the closest thing to us was a cemetery. You know, I grew up in San Luis, Oklahoma, which is just like a suburb of Kenna. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Kenna's not nothing, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, so it, I got to Fort Smith like once every year or two, you know what I mean? So I couldn't, everything I'd give me, I had a friend that he was always coming to Tulsa and stay with his dad and he'd go back down, you know, his mom back and forth. He'd always come back with these tons of cassettes of bands that I'd never even heard of or, mm-hmm. and then... I would trading out of them, or he'd just give me a bunch of them, or make recordings, you know, and so that's how I got all my music, you know, but basically, I had a bunch of recorded cassettes, Yeah, you know? yeah. but it was the anthraxes, and, you know, because the only thing we got down there was barely got a radio station, Yeah, you know, and it was... If you used to hear Europe carry on there, it was like a privilege, <laughs> you know. The rest of it was... I'm obviously the youngest person at this table because I was oh. trying to think. I was trying to think. I was like, "What did I do?" We used to have because my dad liked to listen to 106.9, and I hated it with every yeah. fiber of my being. But that was all I knew. But we had a AOL dial-up internet. I was growing up in Tulsa, and I would just you know wait, go through all the tones just so that I could hop on there and because MTV was cool. I remember whenever I was a kid, they'd have those all-day music videos. And I would just sit there and watch MTV and watch all these music videos. Ooh, I like this band. I'd write them down. And then I'd hop on the dial-up and go <laughs> plunking around looking for... That's how I found, you know, all your Chevelles and all that. Yeah. My, uh... The GeoCities fan page for that band. Do what? Remember those fan pages people would make that were like real pointy looking? Oh, yeah. Like in the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. You did every one of them. You know, like... It's almost like a band made it if they had a Wikipedia page. Yeah. A band is big if somebody made a wiki page about it. Yeah. My, my oldest brother, he he got the satellite, the big old bird bath ones that had the yeah. scrambler on it and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, every Saturday night, man, I had to go to my brother's and watch uh, Big Bigger Small. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I remember I remember watching it when it first came up. You know. Yeah. Well, we, we never got, we had the big satellite, but for some reason we could never get MTV. We didn't have any scrambler. I guess, yeah. And we got the, um, oh God, I was telling him. Fuse. Mu- Fuse. Oh, it was much music. Fuse, yeah. From Canada. And they had the power hour. Well, yeah. Fuse had like the daily yeah. download yeah. and they had all sorts of stuff on there. And it was, it was awesome. It was all the metal and that, that was, that was my show forever, you know. 
You know, even like I remember back in the '80s, watching like the Twisted Sister Stay Hungry special when they played live. Yeah. On, it was a thing on MTV. That was really really cool. I was a huge Twisted Sister fan. I just don't understand how all that stuff goes away, really. Because do people just stop caring about that kind of stuff? Is that really what happens? Does it go from being huge, insanely popular and everybody loves it to just one day everybody stops? I mean, I don't know. Like MTV or like the yeah, well, any of it. Because Fuse did the same thing. Yeah, I mean, Fuse used to have a lot of really awesome. They had a what was that? Uranium. Mm-hmm. That uranium, yeah, and they, they had the wow. daily download yeah. and all that stuff. You go to Fuse now, and it's nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's almost, I'm not going to say, because I could be wrong, but Julia. it's almost like reality Julia, show. yes, I remember her. Oh, man, no that's, kidding. That's what, I, that's what I don't understand, I guess, is how all these things come through. And they're massively popular for years, and then all of a sudden, what, Trans. reality TV shows? That and, one, what was that show that Carson Daly hosted? Uh, TRL. Yeah, TRL. Um, that's what killed it all. Yeah. <laughs> they right. put yeah. videos and they would talk over half of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it just kind of turned into like, mm-hmm. videos didn't matter. You know? Right. Well, and then, of course, became, World and all that other stuff became... Yeah. What's the one that's still on? Or, I don't know if it's still on, but they do reruns on Access TV with... Uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, is it, it's not Trump. It's Obviously, it's not Trump. What is that? Eddie Trunk. <laughs> Oh, Trump, oh yeah. that, that metal show. That metal show, yeah. yeah. And that that's the only one I've seen recently yeah. that I really like. cool show. And they, they stopped making that one. Yeah. And, 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 I, it might have been reruns it, I saw. I don't know. It's, a, it's, a, it's the yeah. internet, too. I mean, because yeah. why wait a week for one show to watch metal videos when I go to YouTube? Well, that's probably the best answer right and, there, yeah. You know, and watch... You know, whatever, and they know that, so they're no one's gonna make a show, right? So, Eddie Trunk is my second favorite podcast. There, I like what you did there, and I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I've ever listened to his podcast, I've just watched that metal show a lot. Uh, I, I like it, it's, I, it's a good time. I liked his podcast until he got his, his daily show on Sirius. Mm-hmm. And now he just makes all of his interviews podcasts, so I heard them all, right? Right, you know? why well, watch it twice, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I don't have serious no more, so just, I mean, like, on my satellite TV, you know, but not much truck or The only podcast I even watch is the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. Just because you can find anything. That guy has so many different types of people on there. I mean, you don't like one, just go to the next one. We'll be talking about something completely different. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the only one of his I've listened to is the one James Hetfield, because... Yeah. I'm a gigantic fan. The James Hetfield one was cool. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was really good. You can get into... He, he has guys that are paleontologists. He's got guys that are historians. And then, I mean, it's just... Yeah. And then, of course, fighters. You yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I do got to give y'all props on... Uh, first off, Gene Simmons deal, man. It's like, I do. that's like... We was talking about Kiss a while ago, and I was going to say something about that then. But Was he sitting cool. in this room? No. No. <laughs> no. Oh, no. You got to go to him. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. I was like, wow. <laughs> we Talking went about to him. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was really cool, man. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that one came together pretty quick. We didn't really know. It's so. like, man, what? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. What's man. it like to be Gene Simmons? You know, he did that uh, big interview. I really like that with Dan Rather. I don't know if y'all watch it. Yeah, I've seen that, man. Um, I, he did one with Gene Simmons, and it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. It was really, was really cool. Right it was super, super cool. Yeah, I was surprised whenever we just reached out to we just reached out to Sunshine. Yeah. Because she was promoting the event, and yeah. said, "Hey, if you want to 
you give us a plug, you know, or basically say, you know, I don't remember how I worded it. Yeah. She just said, hey, if you could put us in contact with them, and she just came back and said she just directly asked their people. They responded quick and said, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I zoomed in and looked at your little, your little deal since uh, media. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. Hey, that's more stuff for the wall, dude. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I can't wait to hear it. I, it it'll probably, I think, be more more my favorite. My favorite one is the uh, Shooter Jennings one. Really? It remains yeah. my favorite one. Same. That's one of my top two or three. Yeah, I haven't heard every one of them, but I've heard a big mess. I, mean, I went back and listened to like the Joey Allen and, yeah. you know, and a lot of them, you know, because... You know, my job, I make a lot of long trips a lot of times, you oh, know, yeah. so it's listening to podcasts. Yeah. I like audiobooks, so, you know. I've never, I've still never tried that. Audiobooks? Yeah. My mom used to do it because yeah. she used to have a long drive from Gore, Oklahoma to Tulsa to work at St. Francis. Oh, really? And I used to ride with her to, you know, get dropped off with family member or whatever. She used to listen to tons of audiobooks. I can't do it either, especially not driving. Put me smooth to sleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, because I always have some dude who talks real monotone and low, and then all of a sudden he gets excited because I guess it's supposed to in the book, and I just, yeah, right. I never, exclamation point means yell louder. I don't know. I know there's some where celebrities will do it. Yeah. But well, a lot of them. Like, some I mean, will do their own, I guess. Stephen King is always greatest. I can listen to Stephen King all day. Does he do his own? A lot of times. Oh, he yeah. has. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, uh... You know how y'all was going back and listening to all the whole band's entire catalog yes. deal? Check them things out. Hey, I'm on book one still. Yeah. I was just going to show you. You getting signed, didn't you? Yeah. She don't even do it to me. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. Where'd you get that at? At his, when he was at the Kings last year. Mm-hmm. So so have you read uh, I Mr. Read, Mercedes? Or? Yeah. I read, the only thing I ever read is autographs. You just got it for his autograph. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still in the middle of Mr. Mercedes. You suck, Trent. Yeah. <laughs> You're not a real reader. <laughs> but, yeah, that's a cool piece, though, man. It yeah. really is. I won't even claim it. I can't I can't read a book to save my life. I just get bored. I've got to get up. i got to go do something. That's why I like the audio books. If, <laughs> if, they're, bi- if they're biographies of rock dudes, yes, I can handle I that. Geek, but that's, that's what I do. I that's can handle it. that. But I don't know. I've tried. I think the only books I've ever made it all the way through were the first two Aragon books. Mm-hmm. And I tried to read the third third one, and I just couldn't. Like, I binged read it. I finished the first two in like I don't know a week or whatever, and read them every day, and couldn't make it through the third one. Where the red fern grows, I've read it many times. It, you know, it, it, and I drink a lot, so that really, not that hinders the reading. Yeah, <laughs> you know, sometimes the words just get blue and blue. I'm like, okay, I gotta stop. Just like pass out on. Yeah, so I try to read in the mornings. Yeah, you know, I always feel bad though because I feel like. Reading would expand my horizons by so much, you know, because you always hear people talk mm-hmm. about, well, yeah. I've learned about this yeah. in this book or whatever, but I just, I never have been able to do it. But, um, you know how y'all was listening to all them, all the bands, like, it's yeah. one entire deal. Yeah, definitely. Man, y'all gotta be wore out. Because mm-hmm. I like, I thought, I'm gonna try that just because I'm a huge Exodus it, fan, so I thought I'd just go back to the beginning because there's a lot of different deals of Exodus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I listened to all of them. So, man, it, I was just wore it, out. It's, <laughs> it's when you've got a long drive or you just, you know, drive to work, put your headphones in at work or something, it goes by way quicker than you think. Yeah. You What's know? the longest discography you guys like what band um, so far what's Megadeth it? Has yeah Megadeth 16 albums yeah. 16 albums that was 
that was quite an undertaking. I can imagine. Yeah. And Motley Crue's been well. You. That's twelve. Or I just finished Motley Crue. He's only listened to one song. Slacker. I'm already done. <laughs> I'll say you made it through Generation Swine. That was tough, man. I'm going to tell you something. I like a lot of those songs, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Glitter. No, oh I hate my that God. song. Glitter and Brandon and Afraid, but I like. Dude, I was I was I was loading the gun, putting it in my head during Glitter. <laughs> it's hard for me, man. I, but you can tell the ones that Karabi was involved in. Like yeah, let us pray or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sure. You guys are better than me. I just wouldn't do it. But you know, nope. Don't like it. The Bay of Death ones were uh, probably uh, there was so much change. I mean, I just I mean I haven't never done it like that, but you know, you just by history, you know, it's I imagine it was that was crazy. that was something else. But it's it's Megadeth, and I'm such a huge fan, so mm-hmm. it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, I enjoyed it. You know? Euthanasia is like one of my favorite. Oh man, it's such a great record. Yeah. I mean, I love that era like a lot. You know, a lot of people do, but that's yeah. that man's a Friedman, mm-hmm. Ellison. Yeah, that's that's maybe that to yeah. me. That's what I like. You know, yeah. that's when I thought they sounded the greatest. Every band I've ever been in, every single one except for maybe ours, is like in love with Metallica. Every single band, and I because of that, I didn't like dive in. Like I'd heard a lot of Metallica, but mm-hmm. I didn't dive in. And so finally, like two years ago, I was like, I'm just going to listen to every Metallica album. And I did. And the only one I didn't finish was St. Anger. Yeah. Well, yeah, because... But I don't I don't know their name. Well, And there's songs on it I like, but I just didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. But there's these guys that actually redid the entire album. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I finally finished it because I really, really liked the way that they did it. Yeah. That yeah, That's yeah, awesome that you brought that up. And I don't know who they are, but I just know if you... If you search hashtag what Saint Anger twenty fifteen something like that, it comes up. Angry. You can yeah. just in the Yahoo search or yeah. not Yahoo YouTube it, search thing. You just put in Saint like Anger redone. It'll the, pop up. The drums sound great. They cut out all the crap because you know every song's like forty eight minutes long, yeah. and it's just like all these random. I mean, you know, and uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something really cool that everyone should check out oh, for sure. sure. Yeah, like I said, that's the only the, way that I finished that album. I just yeah, I mean. It just trimmed the fat. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, basically, that's what they did. Knock out that five-gallon bucket. Well, and it sounded a lot more aggressive to me, I, for sure. Yeah. I mean, just the way that he approached it, especially vocally, because, of course, that's what I'm going to listen to first. Uh, I just really like the way that he did it. Yeah. It just, you know, that, that snare sound sounds just like a five-gallon bucket. Yeah. I mean, I when I started off playing, I mean, I had to make my own drums. You know, mm-hmm. I grew up poor, like I said, in Kenya, you know. There wasn't nothing... So I take had mom get these old like metal coffee cans. Remember they used to come metal, they'd be small, yeah. they have a medium size and you'd have a bigger. So I taped them all together. Like I got the idea from jo- uh, Joey Kramer, Aerosmith, you know, back in, you know, pump days and stuff like that, you know, he, he used the little tritoms, you know. <laughs> and then little rose tom deals. Yeah. yeah. And I took it now. It's hey, you know, use a like a five gallon bucket as a snare. So I I know the sound of a five gallon bucket. <laughs> and I would long as pots pans. That's how I learned. Are you trying it. to tell me that you thought that that's what he was playing on when you were listening? Well, no, I'm just saying that's what it sounds like. I'm just giving you grief. <laughs> sounds like a five gallon bucket. <laughs> but, but you know, and and like I said before, is what you have to think of too is everyone focused so much on his snare sound, 
The whole thing shit. sounds like shit. Yeah, the just, guitars are terrible. Yeah. James is trying to do all these grunts and yells that just don't sound... They sound so fake and yeah. stuff. It's just like... I think it was just a hard error for me. You know, they yeah. kind of released that one. Some kind of monster just to say, hey... We, uh, this, this, is, this is why, is why we fucked and up. And that's why when you see that, I kind of go, oh, okay, yeah. it still sucks, but okay. Right. But, you know, it's and, not an excuse, but... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I told you guys are Metallica, figure it out. Yeah, yeah. The DVD more. Mm-hmm. The, the DVD was cool. Oh, they came with it? Yeah, yeah, because it doesn't have his shitty fucking drum yeah, sound on it. They're just, yeah, Robert yeah. Plan, yeah. That's yeah. what someone, or Justin was talking about that when we... Talk to him about Metallica. Yeah, I've always yeah. thought that about yeah, that Yeah, like, DVD. it's just way better you watch them playing on that DVD. Yeah. Like, these songs aren't that bad. Yeah. Well, now i got to go watch because I watched, listened to it on YouTube, so now i got to go watch the DVD. I yeah, I think the those that DVD is on YouTube. It's got to Oh, it's I'm sure. Be, it's they they have Strapping Young Lads full DVD yeah. on there. Surely they've got Metallica. Strapping Young Lad. Now, that's a band. Yeah. I love that band. So. I had to I had to throw them in because I've been listening to them a lot for yeah. like the past month. We saw them Ozfest in 06. Yeah. Devin Townsend, just his voice. Yeah. Like, and I think sometimes if you don't listen to an entire Strapping Young Lad album, I don't think you really get it. Yeah. You don't get how ridiculous that man's range is. Yeah. And then you go and you listen to, you know, the Devin Townsend project. You're like, oh my God. What? Yeah, I've never seen anyone that does that much broad. Right. At least in metal. It's not even just the range, all the different. All different the different techniques yeah. that he goes through and just maintains, you know. I mean, it's insane. The guy is ridiculous. Well, uh, uh, his vocals on the Vi album mm. are insane. Mm-hmm. They're amazing. You ever see that? Uh, oh, I'm gonna forget what. I'm gonna forget what. Uh, it might be. I can't remember, but he did this. Uh, he played one of the songs from his albums for. Mm. I don't remember what. What company it was for. But he did this song called Kingdom, and it's just him with the back track playing the guitar and singing, and his voice is just yeah ridiculous. Because you, I mean, you can hear it fully. There's not a whole bunch of it's just his voice over the top of this track, and Devin Townsend. I mean, he goes from sounding like an operatic, some crazy ridiculous, you know, high tenor operatic voice to those low growls, and that's yeah, just insane. I've been, believe it or not, it's not crazy, but I've been jamming Joe Bonamassa's new album. Blues and Deception. I think that's such a great album. My, yeah. I just downloaded it, listened to it. All. It's great. It just keeps coming back. I, I heard it like three stuff, times. I haven't heard that new one yet. I haven't really. I really got into it, that it, guy. It, it's it's bluesy, and I never really a whole lot. But you know, the greatest thing about Spotify is because it allows you to yeah check, all check out, out a lot of stuff. I mean, he know? doesn't suck or anything. I just it's just but. It's a, I have a lot of bands like that. They don't suck. I just don't like them. Yeah, exactly. I'm a hard rock drummer, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, no, but, but you're... I, to, I listen to more the music, Miller band. The music you like is far know. broader and beyond the music I like. I mean, you're very... Props to you. I wish I could be that way, but I just... These guys are further than me, man. They well, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I learn stuff every time I sit down and talk to them. I'm like, I'm, no, I've I already ain't. learned a number of things. Oh. <laughs> they, they paid attention. Mm. <laughs> the only well, thing, here's only something they need to listen to, to Devin Townsend on Jamie Johnson's podcast. It's great. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah, he's been on there like twice, and both of them are. When he just did Chris Jericho's podcast, oh, that's really good. Oh, I can imagine. Really good. You what? I ain't heard Jericho's. Oh, it's great. Oh man, oh, I mean, he's just he's just a funny dude. Yeah. Really, 
Jericho's had, he's had Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, he's had, um, God, he's had everybody. He, he's got a great podcast. It's like half musicians, half wrestling. Yeah. So are you a Fozzie fan? Yeah, I, I, he, he is more me, but I really love Fozzie. The last few, last few years I've really gotten into him a lot more. I need to listen to him more because when he, when they first came, because I used to watch WWE all the time and I was a huge Bill Goldberg fan. He's my favorite of all Mm -hmm. time, but. Whenever Frozzy first came out, I was like, man, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know if I can. And I think it's just because seeing Chris Jericho, basically being Chris Jericho mm-hmm. while in a band, it just seemed weird to me. But right. over the it, years. It was hard for me to take his band serious when he that, came that's out. Kinda, I think that's what I'm trying to get Cause at. Because it was yeah. like Fozzy, but you know, he was a wrestler, and I just, you know, I just. And then plus, like, it was all, the first time was all covers. Yeah, yeah right. it was kind but, of a but joke. But it turned out to be. Legit, really, thing, yeah, yeah, legit cool. Because Rich Ward's you know? under like one of the most underrated guitarists there is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. At least, well, uh, that's why I was gonna say I'd give them props because I really thought it was just like a little bit of a stunt. You know, mm-hmm. oh, we'll get some more people interested. But when I first heard him, I was like, this won't last. But hey, I mean, yeah, it'd be a rock Oklahoma this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I will again. be there. I will be there again. Yeah, hadn't been there once before. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Oh, I, don't yeah. think, I don't I thought think it was once before. That was a couple years ago. No. I mean, I I am more likely to be wrong than they are, but I don't man, know. you see so many bands, you kind of forget who you see. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. It's it's especially at Rockahoma. It's like yeah, yeah, I say that. Yeah, for sure. You know, <laughs> I thought I tell you one band I thought was really cool that um, that watched them at Rockahoma kind of turned on in the music more uh, was Thousand Foot Crutch. <sighs> it's not something that I jammed to it all the time, but man, I thought they did real good. It kind of made me want to. My mom actually just went to Winter Jam this past weekend, and uh, she was texting me because we went up to Dallas, and so she was texting me and asking how that was going, and she was like, uh, "There's just band on," and the guy started screaming, and all the people around me just started like shying away and covering their faces, and I was like, <laughs> "Who is it?" A uh, thousand foot crutch. I was like, "Oh, okay." Are, are they a Christian man? Yeah. 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 Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they are. Well, you'd know if you... Well, I don't know. I say that. I remember... I saw they were on that, and I was like, whoa. Okay. They're one of those kind of mainstream crossover, like, skill yeah. attack thing. Yeah, cool. I'd compare, I'd compare them to, like, a Red. Because if you know yeah, yeah. if you know Red is a Christian band and listen to their songs, you're like, oh, okay. I can kind of see that. But when I first started listening to them, I didn't know. And yeah, they, so... They get on secular. It's... Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. Red's the same way. I think Iron Maiden is a Christian band. Yeah. Really? Uh, Let's hear this. Okay. <laughs> this is something I've not heard before. I just think that they, I mean, I just think that not necessarily like, per se, a Christian man, it's part joke in there too, but, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of stuff they write is like, you know, straight out of the Bible a lot of times, you know? Mm-hmm. No, and I actually, and, I'm not going to go as far to say as I think they're a Christian band. Well, it was, that was, but there's, defi- there's that definitely, there's definitely, there's, there's like definitely that. some uh, Christian influence yeah. there. I mean, you can't deny that. Yeah. Is that Steve Harris? Because he writes most of it, right? Yeah. Well, you know, like like Nico McBrain, um, he's a confessed Christian. You know, he talks about one of the things that he does to wind down from the show is read his Bible. Wasn't he? Wasn't he going to? <laughs> wasn't he going to do a band with uh, Dan Dan Spitz, who's supposed to be a Christian? I forgot about that. Was, was that supposed Nico? Something so. got announced just a week or two ago. Dan Spitz' new band with someone and somebody else. Yeah, who was that? Someone else from a. Famous thrash band, I think. I don't know. I ain't heard nothing about it. Yeah, be cool to check it out. 
Talk amongst yourselves. I'm going to Google this uh, shit, fellas. Hell yeah. <laughs> Find it out. Power of Google. Yes. Yeah. Quick, to the interwebs. You don't have to wait for your magazine to come in. No. Yeah. <laughs> or go to the store yeah. before drive. Mm-hmm. Man, they hear you. Have or, you heard Red Lamb? Red, Red Lamb? Lamb? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's Dan Spitz. It's the only thing I think he's done since he left Anthrax. Is that right? And it was just yeah. like two or three years ago. He came back to Anthrax for a hair, mm-hmm. didn't he? For um, yeah. When yeah. was that? When they did that reunion thing in like the mid two thousands, oh, right. yeah. the first, mm-hmm. the first time Joey came back, yeah, they should have just kept it there. Yeah, I mean, you look at the way Rob, whatever you want to say his last name is, Mr. Bobby. <laughs> yeah, you but know, I don't think Dan Spitz wanted Kyle to be Jones. there. I don't yeah, think that's probably what it was. And he and he was Kyle too busy. Was great, and but he's Dan not Spitz not is too busy style. beating his wife. Yeah, so. I can't say that <laughs> word. What'd you say, Caggiano? Yeah, I think that's how you say it. Is that really how you say it? Cagiano, yeah. yeah. Cagiano. 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 I hear you. Yeah. yeah, I hear Very obviously Italian. Time, but, yeah. like, you know, I was like, that dude used to play an anthrax place for Bobby now, Rob. Well, you know, if he is Italian, you got to say it with an accent. Cagiano. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he's yeah. from New he York. Too, so yeah, there you go. Immigration at its finest. <laughs> they, uh, you know, I think one of my favorite anthrax albums is uh, We Come For You All. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Drum work on that album yes. is insane yeah, compared to any other anthrax. Yeah, that's like one of those albums no one's ever heard, you know? Yeah, we're like, what's that album? Yeah. It's like the greatest one. <laughs> it's uh, Dan Spitz and uh, Dean Castronovo from Journey. <laughs> so what so, are the guys? So, no, <laughs> so, <laughs> so they're going to they're gonna both beat their wives, <laughs> <Yeah>. and Dean <laughs> Castronovo is going to do a lot of things. <laughs> and <laughs> now we can never have those two on our show. But fuck it. I was just thinking. They're not going to tag him. They're not going to listen to this. <laughs> you should saying, tag him. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Why not? Hey, was, we were talking about you beating your wives, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking, is he out of rehab? Free publicity. There you uh, go. Last yeah. I heard about him was he went to uh, um, Dean went to, with the yeah, rehab. I'm sure he After is. he beat his wife yeah. and all that. Got kicked out of Journey. I'm glad Journey's got Steve Young back. Steve and Smith. Steve Smith, yes. Yep. Yeah. Steve, Steve Young. Steve Young. Whoa. <laughs> wow. The 49ers. What the hell? Well, yeah, did you or, see all that uh, stuff, uh, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, from Crank Tech. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, that guy is super good. Yeah, he is. You, the, he, he did a post the other day about, sorry, I've been filling everybody's feeds with bass videos. I'm you like, know. man. I'm like, dude. keep going. Yeah. I fucking watch all of them. It's bad. I don't, I don't, I don't even play bass, and I've watched some. Yeah. Like My, uh, my Immortal, that one was so yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah. You know, that was. You guys ever I listen to the Winery Dogs? Oh, okay. oh yeah, man, sure. man, that bass player uh, for Winery Dogs. I was watching one of their live videos from Japan. Yeah. I like Richie Coatsen. I mean, he, you know, he sounds a lot like Chris Cornell. But whatever, neither here nor there. But I was watching that and that bass no, player. If, if you're talking about Winery Dogs here, you are home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Do not worry. Okay. I've seen them live five, four times now. Yeah, seen them rock rock once. Yeah, I've never seen first. them personally, but I've, I've watched most all of their live. Well, Billy Sheehan's probably my favorite yeah. bass player. He's great, dude. I mean, just... Well, I actually, I heard about them on uh, that metal show. That's yeah. where I heard about them because yeah. they played a, I don't know what song, but they they played on that metal show and here's this dude, you know, looks like some old school blues player and he's just all over the yeah. place, man. He, he does anything. He, if you look up one of those metal legion shows, he's on the, he's up there playing Slayer songs with dudes. Yeah. Oh, I really? mean, that guy will do anything yeah. and he kills yeah. every one of them. Mm. It's insane. I seen From him. To be with you to Slayer. That's right. Richie Cotson, I see. I'm not surprised. Poison. Oh, Wow. It was at a Mohawk, not Mohawk Park, but uh, Oklahoma Zoo Amphitheater. 
Did you see that one? No, I had tickets to it, but couldn't go for some reason. God. Damn Yankees opened Yeah, Damn Yankees and uh, Firehouse. Bitch, yeah. that would have been awesome. Man, I, Damn Yankees up there jamming, and you remember how, I think you can still get them, but they're little glass Dr. Pepper bottles, little 10 ounce. Mm-hmm. You can still get them. jamming. Don't boy, one hits him right in the head, man. Who did uh, No, uh, Tommy Jack Blades. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Up there, and they stopped the show, and. Ted Nugent's like, you fuck with one damn Yankee, you fuck with them all, you know? <laughs> and, just, and everybody just gathers away from this guy and boom, he's out of there. Really? Have you, you ever taken time and done that? Like gone on YouTube and looked up like all of the situations that a band member's had where somebody throws something oh, at them? Or... Shit, no. shit. I've done it and it's pretty good. This brings up a good a good topic. We were talking about this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We are talking about this at work. We are talking about this at work. You know, have you ever, you know, what's instances you've seen where shit gets thrown at a show and they stop the show? And my story was Collective Megadeth. Soul. Megadeth. Oh, oh no, Megadeth, they weren't throwing stuff. Were Jeez. you at the Euthanasia show where people were uh, um, floating the yeah, stage? Floating yeah, stage yeah, yeah, where everybody jumped in the fucking river yeah, and, and started swimming towards stage. And they made Nick Menza get out, get out there and be like, all right, guys, everybody be cool. <laughs> if, you guys, if you guys calm down, we'll come back. And we'll do, you know, and so, uh, they came back out and everybody was cool for like 10 seconds. Then they all started jumping back in the yeah, water. But if I remember correctly, they come back out and that played Holy, right. Holy Wars, wasn't it? I can't remember what the song I, was. I think, I think it's what it was. They were like playing Anarchy in the UK. Yeah, they did and play it. Yeah. And everybody's doing that. Yeah. And then they stopped the deal. And then when they come back, they played Holy Wars, and that was it. It's yeah, and the security guards at the other edge of the stage, like, pushing people back. Because they were trying to climb on the fucking stage. Yeah, it went crazy, but, you know, I, I would be like, come on. Yeah, that yeah, well, that was the go. same show that um, Fear Factory went on, yeah. and people were moshing, so they got thrown out. So Fear Factory yeah. jumped yeah. in the crowd and started beating up the security right guards. Right there where he came up there? Yeah. That's exactly where I was at. Yeah, right. you, you ever hear about the uh, thing is right there, that yeah. wall? Yeah. That little set right there. You ever hear That's about the Death Punch that. show? Where uh, the chick was crowd surfing and they had said, you know, no crowd surfing, no masha, no nothing. So they started to kick her out. Ivan Moody stops the whole show, points at that security guard and says, if you don't fucking bring her back here right now, I'm not playing. And they, they brought her back. But yeah. they, they stalled the whole show. I mean. Yeah, I mean, you got to do that. Yeah. You really I, do. I met him in Rockahoma last year. And he, was, he was too stiff. I, well, you know I mean? look, and, I'm a huge. Like, hey, man, how you doing? Oh. I'm a huge Ivan Moody fan, and I have been since before Five Finger Death Punch. I I got into them a little Moto Grader, Moto Grader, and there was one band he was in, and it, I didn't hear about him before, but it was when he was I think he was in Colorado. They were called like Crazy Playground or something like that. He had like these yellow. I don't know if it was really dreads or like a wig or whatever, but yeah, Moto Grader. I loved Moto Grader, and uh, I was really really sad when when they broke up. I was like, no, I got. One album. This is, yeah. I was pissed, <laughs> and then Five Finger Death Punch came out with their first album, and I was hooked. I was hooked. It kind of you know, second album was good. I kind of faltered personally. Personally, I was like, eh, this isn't as good. But I'm a huge Ivan Moody fan. I mean, Ghost yeah. Machine. Jason loves Five Finger Death Punch. Jesus passion. Christ! Why do you have to do this? <laughs> I don't want to be a fucking dickhead. Thanks, man. <laughs> I mean, no, you can hate on me. That's okay. No, I'm not going to hate. I'm not, here's the thing. I'm not going to hate on anybody what they like. I just, there's some stuff I like and don't like. It, I'm man, not saying it's bad. It's, it's just not. I think Death Punch is such a commercial metal band. You know, it is, but it, but it is great. I like it. I'm a but, fan. But you know, they are now. 
They are now. I would. I don't. Always had it. I don't know, man. Like that first album, I would not consider it commercial metal. Especially, I just the the last album to me is the best one. Got your six. I think that's the coolest album out of them all. I still like way because it's more kind of old school. It's kind of like to me, my favorite of being sevenfold is Hell's King Mm -hmm. because it's more old school. Even though Nightmare is really freaking close to it, you know. Well, you know, I've heard this said a lot, and you know, all kinds of people, and. Five Finger Death Punch and Avenged Sevenfold are kind of those gateway bands yeah. that mm-hmm. get they, get people yeah. into metal, you know. And yeah. that's good. Yeah. That's a good a thing. A lot of people can get pumped and, up, you know. And I, I can see how on Five Finger Death Punch because you know I I get to listen to Jeremy Spencer's playing. It's like you know it's it's great. I love his playing, mm-hmm. even though it's a lot of repetitive stuff. That's the same deals, just different. Maybe a little bit get, different guitar rhythm. Mm-hmm. It's still, and, and we had the same bands growing up, you know, where you you like a band, so you want what? Is, what did these guys get into? What made them right. want to play? Yeah. Oh, this, this, this. I'll go listen to this. So yeah. then, bam, your whole world's opened up. I don't know. You that know? did not happen for me. Not really. I not, <laughs> kind of, sort of, <laughs> yeah. sort of. But I didn't go backwards very much. Yeah, I really I didn't. The Slayer and Merle Haggard. Yes. You know. It was not that I even listened to Ed Bruce, man. I don't even know if you know who Ed Bruce is. I do know who Ed Bruce is. You know, I grew up on old country. Know. That's all that was in my house. Believe me, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah can't do country. I just can't. Oh, man. I could do country. I love the old outlaw country. And I love yeah. 80s country. I get it. I, I totally understand why people I don't, like I don't like this stuff now. But yeah. What was Ed, the first taste of Texas or something like that? Well, that was an Ed Bruce song. Yeah, he was the original writer of, of, of Mama's Don't Let Your Babies. Really? I think so. Wow. That's awesome. I mean, he could have just been covering his version too. Yeah. But that was the name of that, the actual cassette that I had. Really? Yeah. God, we're getting deep now. Watch <laughs> out. Not too deep for me. I already told that. That was like my asterisk statement. I don't like country. That way, anything that happens afterwards, I'm just not even going to man. Well, my thing, I think the reason I don't like it is because I was surrounded by it. Yeah. Everywhere I was, it was country, and honestly, I'm not, I'm not a real, like, I've lived in Oklahoma, but I'm not a super southern guy. It's mm-hmm. just not how I am. Yeah. And so a lot of the things that they were singing about and talking about, I just didn't. I had my sister's record collection, and I had my mama's record collection, and my sister's was all, like, disco and Fleetwood Mac and, you know... Sticks and Steve Miller and just all this meatloaf, bad out of hell, greatest yeah. albums ever. Um, Mama's was all like, well, old country forty fives. You mm-hmm. know, they're all forty fives. So, so man, I just listened. See, that's the crazy thing is because I didn't stack so. <laughs> my parents, my dad listened to a lot of music, but it was all on the radio. One hundred six point nine, he'd throw it on, and that's all it would be. My mom never yeah. listened to anything but Christian music, so my jump was completely different. Are you talking like <laughs> how old are you? Twenty four. Oh, okay. So, so I mean, I was like, you're not talking about one before they turned. Uh, no, 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 no. They, I mean, they used to be, like, used to be okay, like rock. They as well, well as they would rock. have like some pop, yeah. some hip hop, and some yeah. rock, and that's exactly how I got into rock was because I remember listening to one hundred six point nine, and I heard I don't remember exactly what song it was, but it was a stained tune. I'm pretty sure, and um, I was like, man, I kind of like that. And then they played a hip hop song, and I was like. This kind of sucks. And then they'd play like a Three Doors Down song. That was kind of my enter into your Chevelles. And then I made crazy jumps to 
and it was Suicide Silence. So. Mm-hmm. But that was my jump. I didn't have anything in between. It was you know, okay. Sorry to totally change the subject. I, I want to ask you. I, I don't, don't care much about Suicide Silence, but I know people I, are going extra on this new album. Fucking beat me to Which it. Is, <sighs> I'm gonna go get another beer. Fuck it. Man, I ain't heard it yet. I'll I heard it. the one song. I've, where I, on yeah, the I've heard some. I don't like it. Okay. But, I didn't know it existed. And I feel horrible because I just forgot his name. Uh, their original singer, guy that died in the motorcycle. Oh, Mitch Lucas. Mitch Lucas. Yeah. Okay. Something like that, yeah. From a technique standpoint, because I'm that guy, I love technique, I love listening to somebody's voice, like, how are they doing that? And reading about it and whatever. That guy was a monster. He just was. Mm-hmm. And that's really what hooked me on that band, was just listening to you know all the different tones he could hit and how full all of them were. And... For me to lose him, and I don't know the new guy's name, and I only heard the song that you're talking about, and I personally don't. The Black like it. Crown is my favorite one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't really. It's not my thing. I don't dig it really. Yeah. But I'm not going to say that I think it's bad. It's just, and that's a tough thing though for me. When you go from one band that you've heard one way, and then you hear the same band a different way. Yeah. If they would have never been Suicide Silence and they would have just been them from point A on, yeah. maybe I would have dug it. Yeah. But because I'm expecting to hear maybe not exactly the same, that's not what I mean, but you know, something kind of similar, similar and yeah, I don't get kinda it. Kinda why we like it's kinda like why we're changing the name. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not same it's kinda. not the devil you adore. No. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is, but it's not. So it's like you know, with, with Diz, obviously a female singer, you know what I mean? Then he put a dude in there. <clears throat> and of course it's not, we kept some of the music because it was really good music and we trashed a lot of it. But the ones that we did keep, we changed the lyrics on them. Totally. It's not, you're not. The only thing we did keep was uh, uh, Temptation and Treason and we kept that, that chorus and changed the lyrics so he changed the lyrics we just gave him the raw tracks so he can do what you want with them you know because I wouldn't I wouldn't want him singing uh, what a female was singing you know what I mean because I don't really even know much of what she wrote you, you know mean content I mean? wise yeah, yeah. Just, I mean it's it just you know it was easier to say hey we got this really good music and we just use it so here you just write something to it you know and so it was so now. So now we've took the songs and we've changed them. So you know, and and the bands changed. So now we got to just change the name. Mm-hmm. You know, and the only reason why we're keeping it the W door to uh, to the dark side stage is because um, for one thing, I'm not going to put down like on Chris and say, "Hey man, we're changing the name." You you know what I mean? You're not going to use the W door mm-hmm. to play. You know. He booked the devil your door on there. Yeah. You know, and that's what he's going to get. It just won't have Plus, female. you know, a lot of times people change the name and it takes a while for people to find out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least you guys are just pumping this through social media so it gives people at least the yeah. time to realize yeah. it's going to happen before when, it happens. When we had the conversation, yeah. that's, and to, you know, and when, when we talked about that, that's kind of what my stance was, is, you know, I came in way, way after the W Adore as a band was brought in. And so, you know, I'll say my opinion or whatever, but I don't feel like, you know, it's my decision to make or anything, anything like that. But that is one thing we talked about was, you know, we want to find a way to do it so that, you know, the guys, when, when, when it happens, if we change a name, which we are going to, and when that name changes, that they feel, you know, complete about it. 
you know, that they have that stamp on it and that, you know, that part of, you know, because that, I mean, and I'm sure anybody who's been in a band before that's broken up, especially if you've been in multiple, that never goes away. Not really. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when, it, 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 when, I'm, when I'm talking about King High, I listen to some King, High, King High's music today. You know, it never goes away. It's not like it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. You're just beginning a new phase. And so in, in talking about that, you know, what we talked about was what's the best way to end the phase. And that, that's kind of what we discussed. Like, let's go slow. Let's make sure that, you know, everybody knows way ahead of time that this is happening because we don't want that to happen. We don't want anybody to be like, well, where did the W there was go? There was three shows booked, too. Mm-hmm. You know, there was the Arlington show. Um, shooters. The one of Shooters on the 21st. And then there's the Dark Side. And these three dates is the the part in the devil tour. The way I look at it. <laughs> three shows, man, of the part in the devil. <laughs> well, so how did you guys find him? Or did one of you guys, did you guys know each other previous to this? Or? Uh, sort of. It, it, it was like, you know, I put out the deal saying, man, we're looking for a singer. Um, we had, had quite a few people actually come and check it out. You know, talk about it. And some from some pretty cool bands you know I'm not going to say that now I'm not going to blast them out you know <clears throat> and that would have been like wow that have been really cool but I I need 100% you know what I mean I can't have no 50% you in this band you know what I mean I, not right now you know I'd have somebody that's 100% completed it's, this is the only thing that they care um, so you know he ended up answering that that ad and I was and it was kind of strange because I, mean, I knew who he was you know, and I went and checked out King High stuff, actually because of y'all's podcast when y'all played. If if I, I remember there was one that I listened to um, a long time ago. It was maybe one of the first ones I did listen it was to off years the, ago. It was off the first EP they played, Paradise. Well, I mean, one of their podcasts, one of the ones I started getting into realizing, hey, oh, okay. you know, these guys got a podcast, you know, when we're checking it out and stuff. And I remember playing, I thought, man, this guy's got a, Voice and always it always stuck with me. I didn't think that fate was gonna come back around because here I am sitting talking to Thunder Under guys with the former lead singer of King High. Talking about switching my name. (laughs) (laughs) The interesting (laughs) thing about it is I remember and this was there was no way that anybody had any ideas that King High was gonna break up. And I don't remember who added who on Facebook, but I remember Travis D. Davis popping up on my Facebook and I was like hmm, maybe I met him at a show I was talking to him maybe he's a cool guy and I just forgot his name and it popped up he was in W. Door. so I, I looked them all up I listened to their music I was like oh that's pretty cool and then um, you know, fast forward a year and uh, King High had just decided to break up and uh, it had been like two weeks or something and I wasn't even really looking for a band I was kind of trying to figure out what am, what am I going to do you know I, I know I want to be in music but is that what I need to do right now and thinking about that kind of stuff and um you know I'm, I'm a christian man i was praying about it and really trying to you know get get some guidance on it and man i popped up my facebook one day and there it was we're looking for a singer and i was like man what what could it hurt you know i'll just message him and if you know it works out it works out if not that's cool so i hit him up and um we kind of talked back and forth about how it was weird like weren't you in king high i was like yeah i mean you know and then they, they had me come down uh on a Sunday and try out. So, yeah. And by the end of the day, we done decided that um, that that he was going to take the gig, and you know, of course, if he wanted it, and 
and that we was just going to solely part ways right there with, with Diz, you know, because um, one of the things that, you know, because it, it said in the post that, you know, that male, female, you know, we had thought about going that route to give her the, you know, give her the opportunity, you know, not just, but, you know, when it came in and she didn't show up that day, you know, and send a message, I'm not coming, you know, and it was kind of like the shortest straw, you know, this guy could take care of everything we needed, you know, so we had to come to a point where we was like, we got to get rid of that little sister, you know, type of feeling, you know, of course you want to, you know, you don't want to break your heart, you know, because losing a band is something very hard, you know, and, and cause I mean, I've been through it, we've, we've all been through it, you know, mm-hmm. it's just something that's really hard. And we all didn't want to really hurt her, but we knew that we had to move on because we had all this music that had no lyrics to it and we hadn't had we hadn't had a new song the last time we had a new song to play live was on the Rocklahoma stage last year wow so we've been going you know what I'm saying yeah. and, and, and we're still doing rehearsals all the time and you know, we're going to be older guys you know we don't want to have to keep working every Sunday and try to keep doing you know and, and and the things in life kind of just started to kind of pull her away, you know, the, the pressures of life, you know, now I've got an old man, now I've got two kids, and now, you know, and i got a band, and i got, you know, and, it's, and finances, you know, and just, it's kind of, and it praises, you know, a hard part, you know, and then so it started kind of coming to, like, attitudes, bad attitude, you know, and, and stuff, and that made it even harder. Or, you know, because we knew that she needed to push more and, and try to, if you're going to sing, you know, we're, we're pushing harder. We need you to push with us, too. But instead, you're trying to, like, not, you know. And and it just it comes to a point where we just, like, you know, we even talked about just, just stopping. You know what I mean? Just yeah. stopping. And and then it, that lasted for, like, 10 seconds. And was like, no, nah, fuck it. <laughs> 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 no, and then go on, you know, and... We thought we tried because we had tried the, you know, male female singer deal back in, you know, with, with Adam a year or so ago, and mm-hmm. all that bullshit went down, and um, and we just we just knew it was really better for in the, in the long run, just to, to part ways, you know. I mean, I mean, we done we was in from the time that that, that Tatum left out of the band, and um. You know, into you know now it's it's made a total it's a totally different band. Mm-hmm. I mean the the heavy rhythms and you know and all that stuff that the band wise is all still there. It's I think it's more synced now. You mm-hmm. know because Jade's a totally different player than what you know Tatum is, and, and he's you know he, you know we got rid of him, and then two weeks later we had a show at the Shrine. You know, yeah, and throwing him up on there and. And he did what he could, and that's when we just kind of backed off and worked on it. And Jade has become now, in just a few months that he's been playing, a great, phenomenal bass player. I'm like, wow, I couldn't, you know, I, he's, he's took it and realized that he was given that golden opportunity. I ain't saying it's necessarily golden, like, but if, you, if you're a person that wants to play, and I think we're a pretty good band to be like, mm-hmm. and they're a pretty kick-ass band to learn how to play with. Yeah, you know, and 
So he's been doing great. I could, you know, and especially for somebody in his situation, because I didn't know. <clears throat> they explained to me like how he got into the band and how long he'd been in the band and stuff. And you know, I've been around a lot of bass players, and a lot of them are really good. I mean, Jared from King High is amazing. But man, just watching him play, it's like man, you just basically got pulled up during a practice, like ready to go, and he's like, yeah, man, you got to give him a lot of props. Yeah, yeah. done great. And yeah. I just want to say that at first, I was pretty stoked about the whole dual vocal thing. I never done that in my life. I was like, what is this going to be like? I'm, never... <laughs> I'm going to be singing with a chick. That's cool. But I mean, it worked out how it worked out. But at first, I was, <laughs> yeah. I was like, how's that going to happen? <laughs> well, the way I looked at it too, it'd be just like. If they, uh, well, that'd be up to them, you know. That's one thing about uh, the devil your door, claim your enemy, whichever we want we want to be at the moment. Um, both. Yeah, both. <laughs> claim your devil you adore. No, no. Yeah. claim your enemy, hyphen, and or slash. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we, we're really free about, we're like, man, you play what you want, man, you play what you want, you play what you you know what I mean? We're, there's... There's no, hey, you need to play it like this. I mean, we might make suggestions. Hey, can you do this at this time? Or, you know, when he came in, he, he he changed a lot of stuff because of the fact that we wasn't used to playing with a singer who could carry out notes and, you know, play over parts, you know, and because he's, I mean, he's a great singer. And uh, I ain't saying Dizzy ain't, but Dizzy was more of a, a punkier style. You know, more doing, doing that. It's not better or worse. It's just different. Yeah. And then it was, so it was like, so now we do different, you know, there's different feels and stuff mm-hmm. there that's like, it, it's, it's kind of crazy. And I'm really proud of what we're doing. I can't wait to really, I'm ready. I'm ready to get Rockahoma over with so I, I can bet. start on another three years and change the band name. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's a lot of that's a lot of time, you know, put into one thing. You know, that's that's always tough. Like, is and I was trying to um, kind of empathize with them because I felt very similar about King High. You know, that that band was you know three years and a whole lot of time and a whole lot of effort, and life just kind of got in the way. I mean, anybody who tries to do music, I mean, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Life does not care about what it is you want to do on the side. I mean, if you want to have any life of your own, you got to f- try to find a way to make it work. And, you know, it got in the way of King High, but to, to put all that, that time and effort and energy into develop a camaraderie with those guys. I mean, we were brothers. I mean, uh, we are brothers, but I mean, in the band. And then to have that just die one day, just psh, gone. So everything you did, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, but it kind of feels that way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so trying to come at it from that perspective and, and empathize with them because that's exactly what he's talking about. You know, and we're still, you know, we're still friends with Diz. We love her. You know, she's 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 been out to the rehearsal place. You know, um, and and Jason too. You know, they it wasn't like it. it luckily, it didn't turn out to be one of the bitter things. You know, that sometimes does happen. Yeah, I know that. From, from our part and what we've just seen, you know, being back and being in contact with each other still, that, I, that, I mean, me and Jason, he still calls me. I call him. We'll talk on the phone for an hour, hour and a half, you know, just like we did before he was ever in the band. You know, we've known each other since we were 14 years old, you know, and we're still friends, you know, and that ain't nothing going to change that, you know. 
it was just bad times, you know, that, that took some parts away, you know. You know, it's like, you know, him, you know, losing his father, you know, at Rock Homa last year. You know, it was just a lot of things changed, you know, in life and it just puts a lot of pressures down on people, you know. And, and it wasn't that, it, it wasn't like he was necessarily, say, fired or nothing. It was just like, you know, we're just you know, step away, you know, give you your space, let you go take care of what you need to take care of in life, you know, but we got to, we still got to have that 100% going this way because, um, I mean, I give, I give the band everything I got, you know what I mean? Well, you know how this, you're constantly promoting your stuff, you know, or this, you know, you're always, you know, podcast is just like a band, you know, you keep it together, you got to keep it rolling. Well, there's yeah. a lot more that goes into it than people who have never done it or don't know anything about it yeah. to give, really give credit to because you can never do enough. No, it's never enough. You never do enough. You never promote enough. You never talk to enough people. You're never writing enough. I mean, you're never doing enough. And it's it's just like pursuing any passion that's like that. You know, people have been talking about it for years. Unfortunately, as much as people love music, the arts has been kind of given a back burner, you know, as far as what people consider to be legitimate life, you know, happenings. And it's, 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 it's tough. And... Everything that can happen in your life that takes a little bit more time is going to negatively impact the band. Everything. You know, I mean, you can do things to kind of like uh, last last second kind of keep that from, you know, pat, pat it a little bit. But, you know, Travis puts a lot of time and a lot of effort into it. And um, I've put in a lot of time and a lot of effort into every band I've been in. He drives from Independence, Kansas to Stigler, Oklahoma every usually Saturday evening. Stays the night at me. I got family out there and so whenever um, actually I lived in Arkansas I was working for a fencing company and the fencing company fell under so I moved to live with some family and independence so I don't know he keeps bringing that up but that's really not that bad of a drive to me I'm just, I, uh, I appreciate I appreciate him saying that, that but it really is kind of a drive, drive though it's about three hours three three a little over three hours that's awesome and if, and if you add it all on to one day that's three and a half hours five six hours rehearsal three and a half you know he'd probably be home till 11 o'clock midnight I don't know man though when it comes to music though I'm kind of a kind of a crazy person and that's what I that's what I was telling them is like you know if I really want to do it I'm gonna do it that's just I just tell him don't stop doing it because it was at first it was a that was probably my biggest issue I knew he had the talent I knew he had the deal whatever I mean we all did it's like you know that, that's not what the deal was man that's a long drive dude to come down here and practice all Sunday you're going to be able to keep that devotion up you know and of course he you know has and you better keep it up <laughs> you know, got us, he doesn't raise us to a different bar level now yeah. Oh, don't say stuff like that. People are going to start expecting stuff. From me. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's know, already said. Oh, it's, no. You know, our, our first Texas show was last weekend, and, you know, it was Arlington out of all the places, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I was ever going to play Texas for the first time, I don't want to be Arlington, Texas. You know, and l- luckily that was a, a blessing I was given. Yeah. Or given uh, you know, and that was, that was like our first performance deal man it was it was like so much fun it's like bam set's done I'm like what I should have wrote more songs or something mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to keep playing man yeah, that's how it know? feels though it's you like, put in man. months of preparation for this 
35 minute bit mm-hmm. of time yeah. that, you know, you get, and I, if you're like me, I get sucked in to the music and I don't know what's going on. I'm just doing stuff and for better or for worse. And uh, by the time it's over, it's like, man, that's it. <laughs> 30 minutes. Like it's great and it's wonderful, but that's, that's how you, you get that. You want the next show to hurry up and get here. <laughs> you know, we went, you know, luckily I want to give a shout out to Kurt and Jet. Yeah. Um, you know, guys from Switchback and, and, well, you know, the rest of the guys. Scrounjos um, and... You know, a, a Kurt, you know, said they had that gig coming up. It was like, man, would you, you know, y'all want to try to play it, you know? Well, she, yeah. Hell yeah, you know. I mean, he's the one that that got us that gig, you know. And Switchback is a really great band. I really... I love the guys in the band. And, you know, I, I love their music, too. It's really, you know, so... Gotta, would that would have never been possible if it hadn't been for them guys. Yeah, but, and it's uh, man, because it's hard to just call up them gigs like that. You know, mm-hmm. just, I mean, we're from a little small town in Oklahoma. You know, hell, we've been trying to get in Tulsa for two damn years. Yeah, yeah. you know, and finally got to the shrine at once. You know, yeah, it's it's a hard scene. I mean, of course, you know we. <laughs> Play Fort Smith quite a bit, you know, and I love playing Fort Smith. Probably will always. I have many, many, many times in my life. But you know, like back in former bands, like Pain and Song and stuff, we we played Tulsa all the time. You know, like at the Pink Eye, and uh, oh yeah, uh, was the other uh, the other side. Yeah, yeah, you know, I probably saw you there. I went to the other side all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, the only reason that. King High got to start playing Tulsa, you know, when we had our stints of shows, mm-hmm. was because of, and a quick shout out to them because I love those guys, is uh, Searching for Sanity. Yeah. They had the Sanity Fest and they took a chance on it. My first show with them was at Sanity Fest. And that's that's the main reason that we got to go there, you know, as much as we did. And uh, now that, uh, you know, as you guys know, Sanity Fest is no, no more. And uh, I mean, it just seems like. It's so hard to get back in there. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what it takes. I don't know what magic key you gotta have, but <laughs> But you know, man, I think and maybe it's just me believing, but there's such a if you take like, you know, Fort Smith, Tulsa, Oklahoma City, Dallas, kind of a Kansas City, kind of a regional deal, man, there's such a great group of bands. And I'm sure there is also in Philadelphia, New York and all that stuff. But, you know, it's like there's eventually got to be an eye pointed that way, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I think the stronger connection to where the bands, I, mean, I like Dallas band and stuff, but Tulsa, Fort Smith, Oklahoma City, you know, that group right there, you know, needs he needs to come together and start, you know, kind of moving in circles, you know, let everybody, you know, because there's a lot of good bands. And, and if that happens, then maybe cause a scene to, you know, open up a lot of doors for, you know, a lot of bands. I mean, like, you know, Vague Vendetta's a great band. Reliance Code, you know, Screaming Scream Red Mutiny. Um, I mean, I could sit until the driver of bands all the time. Yeah. You know, we, we could sit here until 100 great bands. And to me, no one's better than the other one. You know, it's mm-hmm. their, I, I, I just call them as, you know, one big deal. You know, I love all the bands. I, I support them all. You know, you guys can disagree with me, but because, I mean, it's not like I've been around the Tulsa scene forever, because that's not the case. But it almost seems like there's a fear of that, to me, Mm -hmm. of that 
camaraderie that builds and then kind of building a scene. And I don't know where it comes from. I don't. I can't point a finger and be like, it's these people. But it just seems like, and this is just from my personal experience, every time you kind of start to get that, there's these other, you know, pre-designed groups that just completely snuff it. I mean, at every single mm-hmm. opportunity. Blows my mind. I don't understand it. I'm not that way. But, and I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it just seems like every time something kind of starts to build a little bit, it just, nope, not happening. And that, I don't know why it's like that, but I think it's completely detrimental to the music scene. I mean, in that, that area he's talking about, there are so many great bands, and it's not like the music scene is suffering, it's not what I'm trying to say, but it could be so much better just by what he's talking about. Get these bands together, build that camaraderie, just start doing that circle and expand as opposed to building like high school niches. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it rolling. Uh, well, you know, I, I don't. I, the only, you know, negativity since we've been doing this and since what the last year and a half, two years, whatever, the only negativity I've seen is the whole uh, Rocklahoma vote for. Us, I hate votes, and and that's the that's the first time I've seen any kind of you know the first time I've seen it get tough, and maybe that's because I'm not in a band. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I don't I'm I'm not in that drama. I'm just observing it. So maybe there's stuff going on I don't know about. There's you know there's some stuff. I turn away from because I don't want to know about it or I don't want to hear about it or I don't want to be involved in it. Sure. I, I just, I'm just here to That's talk and, and be a cheerleader and positivity. The, the first one that Reese, I don't know, I've seen the boat things before. Um, and I hardly, sometimes I will vote for a band if I see them. And a lot of reason why sometimes I don't is because I hate them and I don't, I don't want to choose between my friends or you know mm-hmm. or whatever and but the first one we was ever involved in is like when they were doing the carnival eight thing you know they put us on that nomination i mean just by people's fans requests and stuff i'm cool with that and stuff and i think we got three or four hundred votes i mean i'm i'm proud of that but you know of course you know we're not go smoked our ass <laughs> you know what I mean they had like seven eight hundred maybe a thousand I don't even know how far they got there you know and uh and which is you know cool you know because I'm, I'm just as proud of them you know what I mean it don't it don't mm-hmm. it we're both stickler bands it's not like it drives a wedge because we don't allow it to you know that's right and you know that's just like me saying they smoked our ass <laughs> you know what I mean? That'd be, of course, you know, in boats. But, you know, it's, uh, but, you know, the same time that they, you know, were up there playing, you know, that carnival deal, you know, just say, if we had been, we wouldn't have been able to do the Arlington show because it was the same time. Mm-hmm. And the Arlington show was a great, great deal. It was, I mean, yeah, it was such a rebirth, you know, within just humanity within myself, you mm-hmm. know. And the band, you know, we, I, we might have got paid for it. I don't know. We just walked away. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even try to collect our money. Yeah, you know it, it, it because of the fact of we were grateful for the opportunity. You know, and of course we all bought hotel rooms, and mm-hmm. you know we went down as all a band and all our old ladies, and 
we, you know, we stopped at each same places and followed each other, and it was just like a band vacation, you know. I think you make a good point, though, and this about the whole voting thing. And, and I'm not talking about voting in and of itself. I'm talking about, like, because I pay attention. Anytime somebody's posting and griping and you see everybody from the scene throwing out their opinions. One of the things I hear, all, one of the things that I heard all the time goes exactly with what you're saying, and that's, I hate it because it causes animosity yeah, among the bands. Yeah. But here's the thing about that. It only causes, it's exactly what you said, it only causes animosity among the bands if the bands allow there to be animosity. Yeah. And that that's the thing, is whether you think it's a fixed deal or whatever... I mean, regardless of that, the people that put it on, people voted or they did whatever, and then who won one, and that, that's the end of it. And that should be the end of it. There shouldn't be this animosity because some band that you also play with that you might think you're a little better than or whatever beat you out in some votes. That's crazy to me. We're all trying to get to the same place in theory. Yeah. So why, why is that the argument? that, well, it's the animosity that is causing. No, it's not. The argument is whether or not it's being done in a fair way. Let's not make this into something that it isn't. And if it is causing animosity, then you got way bigger problems than just whether you get some votes. That I'm sorry, that just yeah. that chaps me really bad. Yeah. I think it just makes people choose, and I don't like to choose. No, see, I get that part, but I don't see why that would be a long-standing thing. Like, I know that it's just like any of those other things. Like, I don't remember what website it is, but they would always have the Battle of the Bands. It would be like Disturbed versus Breaking Benjamin. You know? <laughs> he had some radio it's like, yeah. To me, that's like, oh, man, I don't want to make that choice. But that shouldn't that shouldn't what cause you the, to hate anyone. There used to be one on, was it the OZ 104.5? Mm-hmm. It, was, it was Rock 104.5, wasn't it, years ago? The hot news, you want four point five? Yeah, the hot news. Yeah, before, yeah. The, before it was the edge. Before yeah. it was the edge or <laughs> Z one hundred ninety seven five. One of the two used to have that. Yeah, that Z the Z one hundred four five. Yeah, smasher trash. Yeah, whatever the hell it was. Something like that. It's what it was. Smash didn't they get? Didn't they get bitched out for that? Isn't that what? I only say that because I listen to the Big Man Morning Show a lot, and I thought I heard him saying something about that, or people were being a bunch of bitches. I have no idea. I could be wrong. I got a bad I always memory. call and say trash, but I never called if I liked it. <laughs> I'm sure people do. I want to hear this shit again. Yeah. But if I liked it, I just hope it I'm won. sure people do. <laughs> well, you know, what do you think the uh, the greatest live album of all time is? Pick one greatest oh, live album. Swallowless Live. I hate live albums. I like per, love, to, but to, love that you guys probably won't like mine. Like, to, That's not I, my just to preface, I'm... Classically, not a fan of live albums, um, but if I had to pick one, it would be Life of Agony, Live at the Lowlands. They did like a, it was a festival. They did the nineties, and it was um, it wasn't acoustic, but it was like a tuned down, not tuned down, low key, you know, clean guitars. Yeah, they did all different arrangements of their songs, and it was it was amazing. I mean, that that was what a live album should be. Um, you know, and they kicked it up at the end for River Runs Red. That's my favorite live album. So mine's and, Philadelphia. <clears throat> not bad. That's, that's, not bad. I mean, I like Walk with Me in Hell, but I, 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 I love Philadelphia. I used to have that. DVD. Shelby, you're going to end up on the podcast <laughs> if you don't quit being so loud. <laughs> mine would have to be if you want blood, you got it. Oh, well, yeah, yeah it is a true live album. Well, are we counting it like? 
The live acoustic, acoustic album's the same. He was, did. I mean, that's why I was asking. Because <laughs> I, I, I always thought in New York is definitely one of the top. Yeah, I always thought of, I always thought of them different. Nirvana. That's just me. Nirvana, New York. Yeah, that's true. Nirvana unplugged, but. I mean, I remember unplugged. being called unplugged. I didn't know. I always called a lot in New York. Yeah. I always cringe, like not because it's bad, but the the Alice in Chains and unplugged, just looking at Lane while he's up there, just oh, like, oh, that, that, oh man, you can tell he's just your live album. The not live album I listened to most of my life is a bootleg, but well, it wasn't truly a bootleg. It was just a CD version I had of, of the Paris pay per view Guns N' Roses in '92. Mm. Oh yeah, it was nice. a three CD disc. You know, okay. they brought out like Lenny Kravitz. I remember watching that. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a three hour long concert. Yeah. You know, there is a Moto Grader DVD. There you go. Watch <laughs> out. I'm just saying there is. <laughs> I don't know where you can get it, but it's on YouTube. It exists. That's do you, awesome. Do you, do you think that? ACDC will survive now since they, they pretty much said we're recording a new that, album. With that, was, Rose. that was what I was going to ask you since you're such a big. Have like, they said that officially? Yeah. Okay. They have the band will carry on. They haven't said nothing about bass department yet, but they said that Chris Slade will be the drummer, Axel Rose will be the singer, Steve Young, thank you, Sean. Here's the thing is, yeah, because they do, they do an album every seven or eight years, anyways. So we're still a ways from that, so they'll be fine. Oh, yeah, I mean, they are. I mean, it's, right. I'm not, you know, I mean, that's, that's the true. truth. And there's, that's nothing wrong with that. It's just, Every, that's what they do. They, yeah, they, they're talking about making new music. Yeah. You know, unless well, they go I, back, like, to get, I just can't see Axl Rose writing for ACDC. But, you know, that part, I can see Axl Rose singing all the old tracks. And what do you think of him it. in that role, doing those songs? I know you watched it. I, I really like the point that that he was able to bring back a lot of the old Bon Scott stuff. Yeah. And, you know, like Touched and Bust, and played live. A killer job, you know. And Riff Raff. Yeah, but they even had played that one Brian Johnson. Oh, did they? Yeah, oh, okay. VH1 special. Okay. Well, here's a question then that, that I was wanting to get to. I thought about earlier today in that, and you can apply this with any band that we like or whatever. When is it time to just hang it up? And I, is it different for each band? Should ACDC have just, you know, or should, I, I, I think honestly, should Aerosmith yeah, just... That, I think that they should have just, when I think they should have got Axel... And of course, I'm cool with that. Finish the tour. Mm-hmm. You don't want to end a rocker bus tour with a bus. <laughs> yeah, but well, and you, they had tons of tickets sold yeah. already. You, you finish the tour, you do your commitments, and you say sorry or not. Yeah. yeah, but I think that depends. Like, why, first of all, why are you hanging it up? And second of all, why would you continue? Because if you care about, like, because that's the thing for me is. Rolling Stones should have gave it up. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, do you just. I love them, but. Do you just love it? Are you, you know, even though a lot of people don't think of it that way, just because you're a big famous band doesn't necessarily mean you got a lot of money. Yeah, see, uh, that and is going to see them trying to get together and make new music with Axl Rose. I mean, is it just for fans? See, it's, here's, it's, it's you know, that hard point of view. Some you said I can answer that, which I talked about recently is no matter what, it doesn't matter if it's a band I like or don't like or what's going on, this member, that member, if they can still fill a room, why not? Right. You know, well, sure, go ahead. I mean, I'm not going to say it's just like any other job, but in that sense, it is. You know, if yeah, you see, if you work at a, ra- a if you work at a so railroad, yeah, and you bang nails in the railroad, and that's what you do for a living, well, you're not going to retire as long as you're still able yeah. to do that like, and support it, it, your family. It's like it's like Lemmy was 
69. Iggy Pop's almost 70. Well, they can still feel pretty yeah. solid rooms. So, sure, but keep you doing know, it. I guess it goes back into the, the different deal. Because, you know, we're talking about ACDC making the third change. You know, ACDC is one that I yeah. think is a fan. I think but, they should have shut it down. Yeah. You know, whatever. I can understand why. But, like, you know, and obviously, like, Motorhead, you know. and yeah. Every band's different. Yeah. Like the W door, we just <laughs> should have shut that down. Let's yeah. shut it down. But you know, the uh, it's any I don't know. It just it just really kind of irks me because I really just don't want Axl Rose writing music for ACDC, mm-hmm. and I love Axl Rose. Yeah. You know, I love ACDC. That's a tough. That's but, what, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just, who do you listen to? I, I, I don't understand tough. why that's happening anyway because. Then the, the report came out that Brian Johnson was fine. Was, was fine. Yeah. So well, there's right. something else going yeah. on. Got to be. The yeah. hearing yeah. was just a bullshit excuse. There's got to be something. We all know that. Yeah. That's, as soon that's as I read it, I was like, come on, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. I got the flip switch album cover tattooed on my back. Yeah. I don't. I think it's, he was probably, he's getting up there and he wants to scale it back and they didn't. And so. I only think, I think he did seriously have probably the hearing problems. But I think getting with that guy, I think he got it corrected because of of the things with technology these days could protect it himself and continue to do. But yeah, but that's what bands do. It's like when Howard Jones left Kill Switch and type two diabetes or whatever. I mean, yeah, it's you got to say something. Yeah, I'm not saying that that wasn't a factor, but come on, yeah, exactly. Angus sold out. It kills me. It kills me. It's like Metallica should have stopped at the Black Album. (laughs) <laughs> watch it pal watch it <laughs> everybody oh, else was man. insane anger I really wish you'd have strong opinions Travis I just, <laughs> if, you're, if you'd have stronger opinions man this would be great for sure <laughs> but you know I know this thing probably went pretty long so I mean yeah, that's good it's all cool. good if y'all want to keep it going I'm cool with that too I don't know how y'all know y'all shut us down last time so. <clears throat> I don't remember how or why? We're at an Jason. hour and a half now. Are we really? Yeah. 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 Jason said, fuck you, I'm out of this fucking trailer. What? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> that hurts, man. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> but we, need, we need another uh, goddamn Iron Maiden night Jeez. where we go see a band and then we all stay up till yeah. six in the fucking morning like idiots oh, drinking I'm, and I'm watching that. watching <laughs> the same band we just saw on YouTube all night. Yeah, yeah. well, I did slip, <laughs> I did slip ACDC in there on y'all. That's right. Yeah, and like, then Kevin kept trying to play Metallica. Yeah. I kept turning it back to yeah. Yeah. Maiden. That's yeah, awesome. That was a great Maiden show, though. That yeah. was. Are you on the one in Oakland City? No, man. Um, I'm going to leave that as as it was. Man. I, I get that. that. I great, get that. It was a great Maiden experience, man. I was... I guess when when you see Maiden for the first time, like just like pretty much up against the barricade, he just you really you cannot stuff. mess yeah. that up. Yeah, yeah. Man, I haven't uh, been to nearly enough concerts in my life. This is gonna be I'll a good one. Somewhere. Iron Maiden and Ghost. I would like to see Ghost. They're great, but you don't want to see them open for Maiden. Yeah. That's gonna be dumb. I would, that's I mean, the only, it is. It's yeah. like we all here. We're all here to see Maiden. Yeah, you know. I think it would be cool. I've never seen them. I want to check them out. Oh, uh, it's it's Ghost? it's an experience. Yeah, I just like to check them out yeah. once. I don't, I'm not really a big fan of the music. I just want to really get, get ready to hail them. Satan yeah. <laughs> with Emeritus Papas. Yeah, Papas like, Emeritus. Yeah, their their members are suing them. Yeah, yeah, they've got all different people now. So I, yeah. yeah. Say what now? For lost wages. Yeah. 
All the, the original members are gone except the, Sam. Of Ghost? Yeah, yeah. no one knew because <laughs> right. he's yeah. the mask. So, but oh, yeah. but he, I guess he, I guess he screwed them all over. So they're all suing him. The singer did. Yeah. <laughs> so he got a whole new slew of nameless ghouls. Right, right, to right. play with him. So right. in their life, nameless ghouls too. That's what they're suing under. Nameless ghouls. Yeah. Now the the lawsuit actually lists their names out. Oh, the, well, I heard something on the radio. I think Lynn Hernandez. <clears throat> I think they have to list their names. Yeah, legally. they can't. I mean, put, yeah, like, they can't. They had to. Well, exactly. you know, I really, that is terrible. Lynn Hernandez, you lying. <laughs> you could tell. Like, come on, I remember Lynn. seeing YouTube videos and like the drummers just back there. <laughs> and then we saw them at Brady Theater, and they got another another drummer, and he's. Twirling the sticks and getting That's all into it. I'm like, okay, they changed some dudes. That's, it's well, funny how that works. Well, the bass player was a girl because yeah, she was girl. real tiny and stuff. You could tell. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I did see a video mm-hmm. not long ago because I'll go look up live videos all the time. I did see a video. I was like, man, I don't remember that guy being that small. That name was <laughs> school's kind of hot. Well, <laughs> my honestly, my first thought was that dude's shooting up a lot. Yeah, right? it's like she could leave the mask on. Yeah, he took okay. the he took the rock lifestyle a little far. <laughs> well, there was a rumor that it was Sean from White Zombie. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then they found out it was some girl from like uh, a, Iron Maidens uh, or something. Yeah, some. Or, I thought it was a Led Zeppelin, all female Led oh, Zeppelin. Oh, okay. Zeppelin it was a cover band or something. Yeah, hmm. like ACDC. Can you imagine getting yeah. that gig? ACDC. Hey, uh, <laughs> you know Ghost? We want you to come play for Ghost. Yeah. Be a nameless ghoul, nobody will know who you are. Yeah. That's right. Just but you'll get a fat fucking paycheck. Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, well, maybe not, because I guess he screwed them all over. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. I bet during the phone call, they're like, you might want to recheck the contract a yeah, couple of times. Yeah, no okay, read that fine, fine line down there. The yeah. No. So is ACDC real? ACDC? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? I never heard of that one. Yes. It's like the Iron Maidens. Yeah. Iron Maidens, yep. ACDC. I think they're a... Like an English band. I almost okay. want to go through and look up all those names to see how clever people get. Yeah. ACDC. Oh, did you watch and... that Metallica tribute band on like Axis TV or something? Is that the same one that? Oh, they have a show, don't yeah, they? Of like yeah. tribute bands. Didn't yeah. you guys come to the King Eye show with the Metallica tribute band? Oh, yeah. that's isn't right. that the same band? Yes. Yeah, what those guys are from Dallas. Yeah, they're, they're from Dallas. Da- they were on that show. Was that the same band? I don't they're know. That's what I was Damage asking. Incorporated. No, no what that's was not this them. band called. Um, they were cool guys, I don't remember. It was another song name, I think. Oh, uh, um, it yeah, was one of the song names, yeah. For Sandman's. No. It wasn't Ride the Lightning, but it was oh, man. something something like that. I don't know. Escape. Yeah. Wasn't it just Kill Em All? That's what it was. Oh, yeah. I think that's what it was. That's what it was. It was Kill Em All. And yep. they sounded great, but none of them looked anything. Nope. Yeah. I mean, the, I think, guy, which is fine. Yeah, whatever. Know. The singer had the... He had the the arm, <laughs> yeah, but then he had, he had like this. Like didn't he have like this white shirt on yeah. and like I don't know, just. But they sounded good. But the yeah. thing was here, you know, not to put anyone down. The band was great. And the dude was all right. But then when they had the singer from Searching for Sanity get up there and sing with him, he sounded more like Hetfield than. Oh <laughs> man, I forgot about that. Kill all guy, dude. Good lord! I think I, he sang King Nothing with him. Yep. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Dude, he's heard, he's an awesome guy now. He must have killed some fucking brain cells that night. I don't remember why. That that band that was on uh, the uh, the Axis show, World's Greatest Cover Bands, where it's called, and they was the dude. You could tell he was just man, hit filled, hit filled. You know what I mean? He tried to look all that liking, and it, even the 
the guy's trying to be Kirk had it until he had a wig on, but you know, he also had about 150 extra pounds. You know what I mean? God. And the dude was down there on the bass crawling like Rob. And, but the drummer looked nothing like Lars played a kit, not even nothing like mm-hmm. Lars does and a totally different style than yeah. Lars does. And I'm like, yeah. I was actually making a lot of jokes. The guy, his name's Joe Barrows, okay. the singer for Searching for Sanity, because I was telling him, because when we first played with him, he has that kind of Hetfield, but sometimes he kind of reminds me of Sully Erna yeah. in some of their stuff. And I made a joke to him. I was like, man, you ought to get up there and sing with that tribute band. And, and, look and he did. Yeah. You know, it, was pretty, it was pretty great. Yeah. We we saw that Guns N' Roses tribute band in Dallas, and they, they go all out. Oh, shit. That's the ones I like. They also, do, they all, they also have an Aerosmith tribute band. They just oh. kind of switch around the members oh, yeah. a little bit. No, the only thing they switched was Is this, the two guitarists. Uh, yeah. It, the guy that plays Slash and the guy that plays Izzy, like flip roles in Aerosmith. Oh, yeah, Brad and Joe. Yeah, 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 he, Brad, yeah. The, the Slash guy becomes um, Brad. Brad. The other and guy. then they switch lead, basically. Hmm. And then, yeah. uh, then the, there's two different singers, but yeah. then the drummer and bassist are the same. And uh, they, get the, they get the wigs and the clothes and the, they do the whole thing, you know. You ought to look up uh, uh, The Road to Rock. Yeah. That's uh, that was my family show in Branson, and they did a like a, basically it was a journey through like all of rock, basically really? all the way from Elvis to you know they did some Zeppelin tunes and they wow they did Kiss and my uncle dressed up like a, one of the Kiss guys and you ought to look at you ought to look it up That's on YouTube. Like YouTube. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. That yeah. or is just, it still uh, around or it's not? The show isn't no. Okay. But if you uh, if you look up some YouTube stuff and you like it, just let me know and I'll get you. The DVD. Yeah, definitely, oh. definitely. Yeah. Road to Rock. And we went down there and seen uh, was it Back in Black, the ACDC tribute band mm-hmm. down there. Gillies and Colin, the the dude who was playing playing Angus is like six foot six. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> and I'm like, they they played they played in Broken Arrow a yeah, couple um, years ago oh, for some that, that Shamrock. The some St. Patrick's Day thing. They're, they're great. And the that's the one that uh they called ACDC yeah, had them singing. come in. Yeah, yeah they're singing. And oh, the, that's right. yeah, the singer he'll come out and he'll be he'll 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 do like Bon Scott with the shirt off and stuff, and then he'll do the Brian Johnson. He'll put the hat on and the tank top <laughs> and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, no, he gets, yeah, he does both of them. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it is. It was Fuck a really cool show. I mean. I don't have a word to it anyways, but I'm, I get in those situations and I'm like, man, I hear I hear the drummer miss the beat, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And man, they ain't got no drum field. ACDC's straight up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there ain't much shabbiness in it. You know, it's just one time, boom, or whatever's in the pocket. You know, and I'm like... Yeah, but you're. Oh, I mean, dude, me if you're if you're <laughs> if you're a musician, if you're a musician, I mean, no, you know what? You don't even have to be a musician. Anytime you go to see a band you like or somebody play a band you like, you're always overcritical. Yeah. Always. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm a huge Flaw fan, and I also happen to be a vocalist. So when I went and saw Flaw, now don't get me wrong, Chris Falls, I love that dude. He's been, I've listened to him forever, but you know. It, who knows how many shows he's played in a row who knows how long and he does things a little differently sings some things a little differently and I'm just like man why why <laughs> it just bothers me but yeah but you know I mean you can't it's cause I'm overcritical if you're gonna yeah. be in a tribute band 
the difference uh, to me in a tribute in a cover, he play uh, Metallica covers, so that Kill 'Em All is probably like a Metallica cover band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like a you know ACDC tribute band. You got six foot dude, six foot six dude wearing an Angus suit, but yeah, he can look like Angus. Everybody don't care about that, you know. But you know the drummer's back here with like a beard, you know. He, he ain't allowed to have a beard in ACDC. You know? <laughs> and so I'm like, and, and like I said, and they did good. And, but I just think I would love, militant I would love the opportunity yeah. to do this, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had actually somebody out of uh, uh, Tulsa, you know, reach out to me about doing a like a Meta- uh, Motorhead cover man, and he keeps hitting me up about it. Man. Get the get the blonde wig on and just yeah. Mickey D it all I was up. Gonna say what you're gonna be Mickey D? You're gonna be uh, Phil Phil or who? Filthy Phil. Filthy yeah. Phil. Yeah. I would. Uh, I, I'm. I love Filthy Phil, man. But I also love Mickey D, man. Mickey, Mickey D's a fucking great, monster, dude. dude. Yeah. Orgasmatron. Yeah. It's all there. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's like my favorite motor. <laughs> yeah. I love Orgasmatron. And he's badass in the Scorpions. Yeah, was, yeah, he's doing a great dude. job with him for sure. So the the drum solo, it's like you can't even walk because the struggles are going so fast. Yeah, I was down in the tunnel, it's like making <laughs> me dizzy, man. Because all them lights and stuff is going out. Wow, I'm being possessed by Mickey D's drum sound. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad at, at all. all. It's great at all. I'll keep going. So, I'm probably bored. Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> Why do you think I'm yeah, bored? Oh, <laughs> not everything's <laughs> about do, you, sir. I guess, I guess what not. What do you do? Keep it. Go back and edit. He's like, damn, I want to cut out the two fucking spots when he's talking about quitting. Come here, hit him out. Damn, hell, they didn't know when to quit. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, I'm I, sure that I've said things. Like I've just been, I've, I've just been sitting here just bullshitting. You know what I mean? Not yeah. Well, that's kind of what we wanted, so yeah. it works. Go about all the different topics. But, you know, I still love Poison Swallow this live. Hey, I do too. I, I, I just said that because I know he doesn't. Yeah. So. It's a worst. CC DeVille's guitar soul is the worst thing on that fucking. Haven't you I mean, guys already just, talked about this a oh, couple yeah, of times? I mean, and we probably have. The reason I said that is because we, I, like a year ago, I threw that in the middle of a conversation in yeah. the podcast, and you're like, what the fuck? And then he commented on Facebook and said, I love that album. <laughs> No, I heard I heard you guys talking about it not that long ago. Uh, I was I was working and I was listening to you guys' podcast and you were talking about CC. Yeah, there wasn't one not too long ago. He he brings it up just to piss me off. Well, there was a thing yeah where Nuno was defending CC because everybody was rips on it. Hey, he to me is one of the uh, underrated these guitars. There is, yeah. Hey, I mean, are you about to come across the table right now? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I, I think he is, man, because you know man, he has some really killer licks, man. Yeah, I realize a lot of us. You ain't got to switch guitars twenty times, you know. <laughs> I realize all that, but as a player, I mean, you think about like Unskinny Bop is a really great guitar line. Yeah, you know? um, even though it's really it's a radio song, but it's just it's. Well, you know, I I, I gotta million. you know clear something up. Is like I don't I love Poison. I just didn't like that guitar solo. Oh, but okay. okay. I, I just, so you're know. not hating on the man as a guitar no, player? No, I, I might be jacking off spiders. It's here, one of but it's just like it's. But I, I you know, I, yeah. I I really appreciated what Nuno Bittencourt said and came to you know back them up because 
you know, uh, you know, he's got songs, and that band has, you know, they've got the clout to do that kind of thing. So, you know, I, I appreciate it for sure. You know, Extreme Three is one of the greatest albums ever recorded. Yeah, Three Sides Ever Show. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is awesome. Even all the way down to the piano stuff. The end. Yeah. God, is Warheads. I mean, yeah, Warheads. God, man, come on. Were you at that show at Mohawk? No, ah. I know that was a show. No. Only time I seen uh, Extreme was at Rockahoma, and I was really stoked about <laughs> Did that. They fell apart at the end. <laughs> Did they fall apart? Was it that? Was it two thousand eight or was it oh, when they the one from a couple years ago where they yeah, replaced Warheads? Yeah. yeah, I missed the first time. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, because there was a couple years there that I only went like a couple days. Right. You know what I mean? So, oh, I've, so I've, I've been to every there. one of them at least once or twice. But I, like... Well, it was the one Motorhead canceled because Lemmy was sick. Yes. So they got Extreme. And so yeah. Black Label Society just played, and then Extreme came up. So everybody's all amped up and... Beards and muscles. Yeah. <laughs> and then Extreme comes up, and they do their just, you know, their thing. And people are just kind of like... Not into it, you know. And me, I was like, yeah, and just, and I, Gary like, Sh- I loved it. I loved it. Gary, everybody around me was Gary like, Sharon yeah. was trying to get people into it, and they were just like, yeah, no. And then the sound was just kept fucking up, and it pissed Nuno off, so he just walked off stage and, and he left, kept like the, yelling at the sound guy. Yeah, and then yeah. eventually he threw his guitar in the, like a roadie tire. I think. I think I've seen Extreme in the old. Was that was that the first one or the second one? Second one. Okay. They played right before Triumph. Yeah. And it was the all that's the day. That was Sunday. Was I can't remember. Yeah, was, I, yeah. I can remember. You're, you're right, because I wouldn't know. <laughs> sure, <laughs> me and, me sure, and my brother, yeah. we used to just get our tickets, and hell, we we would just drive up 16. We lived over in New Falls, so we'd just drive back and forth every day. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I realized... Damn, it was a hell of a lot cooler to camp up there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So, I think I've been camping the last, I think about like five years, five or six. Mm-hmm. This might be my sixth year. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's going to it's kind of, I can remember uh, seeing you guys before, but, you know, there's so many people. I mean, it seems like, I know you've said on your deal before, but I remember when I heard you on the podcast talking about having the Budweiser box or the Bud Light hat. Uh, <laughs> the pi- Yeah, the picture. <coughs> it I, seems like I remember seeing I never you were there. I, I, never, I never walked around and wore it. I just okay. put it on that. Then there maybe was another, yeah. then I another dude that I was like, yeah. I wonder if that's the same guy. Because I couldn't remember faces, but I was like, yeah. I wonder if that's the same dude. And I was like right there. And now like bullshit. And then, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I, I really wanted to meet you guys back when we went to that King High show. Yeah, but I no. I mean, I tried to find out what you guys looked like, and I was like, "Man, I can't tell." Uh, I think you guys might have jetted. I don't know, but I I don't remember much. Obviously, if I don't, yeah, yeah. not a big deal. That's, I was just saying. <laughs> I was just saying. I was like, "Man, I really want to meet those dudes," but wasn't meant to be. <laughs> yeah, because I did. I hadn't. Even, I had seen stuff about the podcast, but you know, when you reached out to me, when I was. Giving all them Devil Your Door CDs away, like if you want one, you some bitches, I'll mail it to you. You know, you hit me up. I got this podcast, dude. I'll play it on there. Sure. And that's the kind of where me and you start talking a lot. Yeah. More. I'll just say and you guys make me feel like a horrible musician. No, I, no, all of them. Because because we know more. 
Not that you know more, it's just all the bands you guys are talking about. I'm like, man, that wouldn't probably be on my list. We was bitch cruising a uh, rehearsal. <laughs> it was on a Saturday night one. We would pull on some Saturday night ones too. And uh, I was like, well, let's do some anthrax. And I said, oh, I didn't really never get any anthrax stuff. So, I, of course, the album I went to was Sound of White Noise. Yeah. Yeah. And as oh, we yeah. listened to it, he's like, this is anthrax. Well, yeah, no, and there's there's a lot of cases like that, like because I've heard of Anthrax and I've heard Anthrax songs, but I haven't gone through and like listened to everything. Right, and there, there's he's a lot only, of there's a lot of cases like that. With he's a, only twenty four with a band that you know I've been hearing about since I was a kid and just never picked up on. And somebody was showing me something, I'm like, man, I didn't really dig that. So you, if you think about the way we go about <laughs> singers, we went from kindergarten to grade school. <laughs> He's like, to fuck the, you. Yeah, <laughs> the lady wasn't even old enough to get in the bar. If we're talking about we mentality. We're all on the same level. Yeah, I, uh, I used to, I used to be like that. It's like, oh, he's like twenty-two. Fuck him. What does he know? But then, you know, you meet somebody like Trevor, who's That's like he knows everything. Eighteen, and he knows everything. I'm like, well, I'm a dick. And I'm just gonna keep my well, mouth. But shut. knows everything. Knows everything about what though? Like that's the other thing. Well, this guy he's talking about knows everything about everything. Knows everything. Yeah. He knows way more than I want to talk to this he, man. He is a gigantic '70s prog guy, and yeah. all this. I'm like, okay, well, I I just need to keep my mouth shut, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I mean, I could talk about hair metal all day long, you know. Yeah, that's it, that's the subject I know the most about. See, yeah, I didn't I didn't really get. Super crazy into music until nineties. Yeah, I, mean, I was or late night. All the stuff that came out like ninety seven to two thousand, yeah. two thousand one. Like everything in there, and that's when I went nuts. Yeah. The and first then, thing I remember was uh, my mom buying my brother some eight tracks at uh, a yard sale, and I remember staring at the Howard Hill eight track as a little kid. I, I can't remember. It was I, five, six, probably, but I could. Plug a eight track, and uh, and I remember putting that in, jamming it out, and Mama didn't want to let me listen to it because, you know, of course, yeah, Angus the horns and stuff. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> the she devil want... to you, Mama. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I still, I, I, I remember listening. That's like the first deal I remember of like really hard, you know, music. You know, yeah. I can, I can't, I can see the image of remember putting that in there, remember hearing that, and wanting to just sit there. That's another thing. Stare at it. When I couldn't listen to it, just sit and stare at it. Yeah. That's another thing that uh, bands I've been in will laugh at me about whenever it's like, well, what's the first album you ever bought? Because the first album I ever bought was... 97 to 2001. No, no, I didn't buy, I didn't buy albums then. I was, I mean, you got to think, I was born in 92. So... Okay, so it would have been early 2000s. I was listening to your Linkin Parks and... Nope. Nope. I listened to them and I listened to Creed. And I did listen to them, but that wasn't the first album I bought. The first album I bought was uh, Mudbang, Lost and Found. That's so, not bad. That's not bad at all. Yeah. No, but everybody else's is like, oh, the first Metallica album, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> Striper, yeah. you know, whatever. And I'm like, uh, Mudbang, you know. Hey, Striper is making better albums now. Than they used to. Yeah, yeah, than they used to. No shit. Yeah, he does He's never really cared for him, but I'm like, you got to listen to this new stuff. And then you got to listen to the thing he did with George Lynch. And Which it's like, amazing. this sounds like Striper should have sounded in 1985. Yeah. Right? yeah. I, I didn't like his voice, and now I don't know if it's he's older or what. It just sounds better. It sounds a little fuller. Well, they know. say, and I don't know how old this dude is, 
But they say <laughs> that the male voice doesn't mature until they're 35. Oh, wow. So that's why a lot of singers, when they kind of hit that pe- hit around that age, their tone changes. Mm-hmm. A lot of things about their voice change. People either love it or they hate it. Why have an Axl Rose? <laughs> he sucked from the beginning. I didn't say that. Oh, oh. what? <laughs> On that note, welcome uh, to the jungle. No, no, I had to throw that one at Trent. I couldn't leave him out picking on him just a little bit. Yes, but, you know, but he, Axl Rose, did go through a shitty spell. Mm-hmm. He did, you know. I mean, and of course now he got back since he's back out touring. He's doing good in life, trying to be that good rock and roll star that you should have been from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I think he's it's gave him the confidence, got his voice back, you know. Yeah. Because I mean, if you go back and look at that, nobody had heard from Guns and Roses for a while, and then all of a sudden they're on the MTV Music Awards with Buckethead and stuff, yeah. you know, and Axl the sound, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. sound like shit, straight yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but and of course you listen to anything now is like great. Yeah, it's really great. I want a new Guns N' Roses album more than I do a new ACDC album. Yeah, hey, Baby Steps. Who's Baby your favorite steps. band? I think it would. You're on the spot. Who's your favorite band? Ready to go. Falling in Reverse. No. Twenty One Pilots. Probably Fall Out Boy. Oh, Fall Out Boy. <laughs> Fall out the back door, boy, and get a broke back mountain. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you knew I was going to do it. <laughs> I give them credit for the name because I'm a huge Simpsons fan. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> my, my niece, she was always Fall Out Boy and stuff. And I just always started saying, Fall out the back door, boy, and get a broke back mountain. Man. <laughs> I just remember watching that video. What is that song called? Uh, Hit him on more than you bargain for, yeah. Sugar, we're going down. I remember, I heard, yeah, yeah, see? So you can't mouth too much, okay? He knew it. But no, I remember hearing that song for the first time and on the radio, and I was like, man, that dude's voice wears me out. I can't handle this. But I couldn't help but watch a music video. Have you ever seen it? I don't think so. Uh, I can't remember everything, but it's like this deer and all. I don't know. You need to watch it because... I saw it on the daily download, and I was okay. I've got to watch this I video. Can't it. I think, it, you know, it is can't. But then they played uh, Vitamin R by Chevelle right after that, and I was like, yeah, like that band kind of sucks. Not I Chevelle. Think... I'm not saying Chevelle sucks. I love Chevelle. I'm talking about Fall Out Boy. <laughs> Just to clarify, you know, Chevelle at uh, was it Rockahoma last year? They sounded great, man. I love, I love great. Pete Lockwood, man. Nah. Last year, I don't like him. Uh, what? I don't, I don't dislike them. They just, they're like the Deftones. I would really, yeah. you know, I don't, like, you don't like the Deftones not, either. About to fall over because oh, it's like watching paint dry. Yeah. You know, it's just boring as hell to me. We're gonna have to but disagree, sir. It's kind of like you said earlier. I don't think it's bad. Okay, it's, I hear you. I, I just hear thought you. they sounded really. I didn't really like them up to Hats Off to the Bull. Really, face the floor, and that's and that kind of made me go back and listen to a little bit of stuff. But you know, seeing them live for the first time. uh you know, I always just thought they were really good sounding live. But this past year, you know, I guess it might have been just being down there in the tunnel. Because I love the tunnel. Yeah. If you want to find me, find me in the tunnel. And, uh, <laughs> I and didn't take that, that many ways. I love the way, I love the way that, that sound is down there, man. You know, the bait, you know, it's just right there up underneath that deal. Yeah. And it just sounds great to me. And I'm the guy that hang back, too, right there underneath there. Let them I saw up. them, I saw Chevelle at the Brady in the, what was that, uh, that band that's been on 104.5 a lot. Uh, Nickelback? No. <laughs> Silver Side Up was a good album. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Everybody can hate me if you want to. I like the steak better. 
Uh, okay. Alright. Uh, I'll handle that. What was the name of that band? Um, the hell? Oh, it's gonna drive me nuts. But anyway, they... 21 they opened... Pilots? No. No. No, it wasn't 21 Pilots. I don't That's hate all of 21 Pilots songs either. There's two of them I like. I'm not gonna lie to you. But, We're uh... way out there on the music stuff. <laughs> well, now you're finally talking about stuff I know. Yeah. Can, we, can we talk about, like, Annihilated or... <laughs> yeah, you can talk about whatever you want. Hey. The new Overkill was I've heard it. Bad. It's badass. Yeah, it is great. Bad. It's but my great. point was, excuse me, sir. <laughs> excuse me, sir. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. But my, my point was is that I, I saw them, uh, Chevelle at the Brady, and they were awesome. They came yeah. to ask. It was right after Logo Roller or whatever came out, and they uh, they were much better. Awesome. Yeah. Man, he's just I've I've always really. But I mean, I guess it's also because I don't I don't play an instrument and sing at the same time. So, and it's not like he's doing anything insane. But still, I've just. From the beginning, I was yeah. like, "Man, that's yeah." I don't know the new the new Overkill is still playing quite a bit in my deal. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually, awesome. I just downloaded the uh, last night. I ain't got a chance to listen to it yet. Man. Um, the new Mastodon. Oh yeah. I saw you so, guys talking about it. Is it any good? I don't know. I haven't listened to it. Oh, uh, I meant to do it this morning. I ended up listening to it on the monster. You ever listen to uh, Killer Be Killed? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's, great. that's good stuff. With, uh, uh, what is his name, Greg Pucciato, is that what his name is? Yeah. From uh, Dillinger. Dillinger. And Max Cavalera. Max yeah. Cavalera, Troy from, from and isn't the drummer from Muse, am I wrong? From who? Muse? Is it is Muse? It I thought it was, well, I have no idea. I thought it was another metal dude. Maybe. I could be wrong, Wouldn't but I, I thought I heard that. No, no, I don't know. But, dude. Killer Be yeah, Killed, and, and I love Greg Pucciato, that dude. I love his voice. I just I can't get into Dillinger. It's too, too yeah. chaotic for me. Yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. they have songs I like. Uh, One of us is the killer. Love that yeah. song. Um, but and then, but I really like Killer Be Killed. I think you might dig them. I tell you, I bought one Dillinger Escape Plan album. Which one? Mike Patton. Mike, Mike Patton. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I love I Mike Patton. I still like huge one. Patton fan. Did you know I've he did all the zombie voices for Left 4 Dead Four? Yeah. yeah, and I am legend. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he knows everything about Mike Patton. I love Mike. You see, yeah, we, can get on, we, can get, we can yeah. get on. We can get on board with that. I, I love Mike Patton. Angel Dust was the best Faith in the War album. The best Faith in the War album is every one of them. Yeah, I was gonna say that's t- that's tough, man. I I, I will say that. Uh, oh man, I just like I'm a horrible fan. What's what's the newest one they put out? Soul Invictus. I heard that one. I didn't. It's the least great of all. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I didn't hate it. It's Mike Patton. Love Mike Patton. I love Mr. Bungle. I love... Uh, oh, what's that? Other one? Tomahawk. Yeah. Keeping Tom. No, Tomahawk. That uh, God Hates a Coward. Yeah. Love that song, man. It's weird, but I, I dig Mike Patton. You need, have you ever listened to his avant-garde stuff and his Italian pop? And yeah. He's just... He's crazy. He's all out there. I even get a solo album where it's just him making noises. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of... You can't I, listen to it more than once. It's like something you'd play on your porch on Halloween. Right. <laughs> you can YouTube it, and that's what I suggest. Yeah, I would have paid money. No, no, I, I YouTubed it, and I listened to it, but... Like, all sorts of weird stuff, man. Yeah. I was like, whoa. No way. I see, I even get a little aggravated, like, you know, when they come out with the Nativity in Black album... Um, it had all the artists and Faith No More put a live version of War Pigs on there. At the end, he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, You gotta know he's going to. Doing such a cool version of the song. We're talking about the guy that was in an argument with the Chili Peppers and got on as the Chili Peppers and just made fun of them for their whole set. I mean, the best was. Have you seen the video? 
You, you remember who uh, was the it? Wolf Mother? Wolf, have you seen that the, the YouTube video of him getting interviewed at a festival and he, Wolf Mother's playing? He's he's getting interviewed at a festival, and and Wolf Mother just happens to be playing at some stage way in the background, and he's trying to answer this question. And all of a sudden, he just stops. He goes, "Who the fuck is this?" <laughs> and whatever else he said, you probably remember. I can't remember it, was, it was funny. It was, it was fucking. So I think I have seen it. I think yeah, now so that you say it, I think yeah. I have. But I don't know. I'm a big, big Patton fan. I'll watch. I will watch like the Angel Dust documentary over and over oh, just because he's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. He tells the story about uh, the cat that, and there's no, there's no punchline, no nothing. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. If, if you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Mike Patton tells a story about a cat that gets a dead cat that gets left in a restaurant, and it's hilarious. You need to watch it. Yeah, I, I love watching them documentaries like that. Like, oh yeah, like Bon Jovi Access All Areas is one of my favorite ones mm-hmm. from the past. That was such a. I felt like I was a rock star. It was just watching. It sucks you in, yeah. Like you know, that's what I used to do one. before Hastings closed down in Muskogee. I used to go there and just go through and pick apart their yeah. I've got a documentary a, section for the music. I got a box out there in the building. An old cardboard box, and when you open it up, it's like VHS. Hell yeah! I mean, live yeah. Van Halen live without a net. Man, know, I still have a lot of those. I still have the original um, Little Mermaid with the penis for the steeple. I still have that. <laughs> I don't have that one. You yeah, have the Skid Row v- VHS with the glasses. Rope yeah. yeah, yeah, I got the glasses. I still got the glasses. I, I will say, yep. when I heard about the penis steeple, I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I've had this forever, so I had to go to my, it was actually my aunt had it, and she had moved into this house next door. I went and dug that thing out and was looking at it, and I was like, you gotta be shitting me. That is a penis on top of this castle. You, you know, like, uh, I've seen, I've seen like that, that road oh. kill so many times, you know, and it's, you know, the part where they're running through uh, Brazil, and then they got that one dude that's in everybody's videos with the long tongue. And oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, I don't know, he, he's in so many different, he's in Bon Jovi's videos, any of them that go to the Rio deals, you know, it's like, it cracks me up, and him and Sebastian singing uh, uh, Room Service. Oh yeah, man, I haven't seen that since I stopped watching VHS, it's probably like 15, whatever it's been, 17 years ago, so I need to pull that up. You need to bust them out, man. Yeah. I still got a VCR. Probably on YouTube. But yes, I guess I still got a VCR back there. I need to pull it out. Yeah, I got a couple of VCRs. <laughs> My old lady works in a uh, community store, so people always donate no VCRs. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got a few good ones. Man, I got the ones I couldn't afford back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, give a dollar or two for them. That, uh, that band Senior Fellows from Tulsa, they put their album out on VHS. Oh, yeah. And it's just, there's no, it's all just white noise than the video but the audio's there so I bought it for him for Christmas yeah Yeah, I mean it's just so that's just so random and not done but for 10 bucks it's like fuck it that's that'll never happen again so I'm buying it yeah we'll uh we'll be back up here uh next Saturday night up here in Broken Arrow we're going up here to Valcor and uh lay down some a few tracks Hank oh really yeah we're just going he hanged in the first one it's not mastered you know, Man, he he ran but, sound for us so much back in the day. That guy rules. Yeah, I, I you know, forty bucks an hour. We're not trying to make a big mm-hmm. five thousand dollar EP. Yeah, we just need a couple tracks. 
Yeah. You know, once we're actually, if, if everything would have kept going as planned, we had, it was going to go record. Um, it's this pretty much like a log cabin, um, way back in the woods by Albion, Tallahanna, way back in there. There's no internet. There's mm-hmm. barely power. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, old boy's got a studio set up in there. It's got in Corey Ford. He, he did a beautiful ends album. He, He's played for a band on McAllister called Cynical Theory. And so now he runs he runs the main stage or the main sound for the second stage of Mayhem. And he does a bunch of festivals and stuff during the summer. So he only has a time window he can record and it's pretty much winter from November to first of March. It's about the only time frame he has to record. And so we was gonna go on and do that, but with everything going on, you know, we decided we don't wanna waste our you know, waste our money up there, you know, so, and since he's gone, we'll probably go up here and have, hang, record us down mm-hmm. some, you know, some tracks and, yeah. you know, just old analog school demo, you know, I'm too old school, you know, mm-hmm. it might not sound crystal clear and perfect radio hitting frequencies just right, <laughs> but I don't give a shit. Yeah. yeah. I like, you know, I like still popping cassettes. Yeah, because I like the sound, you know. But but it would be great to have a good crystal clear album, mm-hmm. you know. And that's what we'll end up doing probably when we go work with. If, if we end up waiting, if it ends up taking that much long, get back to November or so, we'll mm-hmm. probably go in with uh, Corey then, probably like go to December, January and record. Yeah. Because nice. the, the studio is cool because it's like, um, you can just go there and stay. It's got bunk houses and stuff. Mm. And, oh, nice! Yeah, you cook there, hang out. You know, it's and he would really it's his own personal studio. You know, and and he just kind of uses it for friends and stuff. And he he charges. You know, and, and you know would do other people, but you know it's not it's not his main focus. He makes his more money during the during the summertime doing all the sound for the festivals and stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's awesome. And I've known the guy forever and really want him to do it. So I really kind of want to save it for him. I, you know, I don't know if you've listened to Beautiful Ian's new album, but it's got a pretty good sound to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this time I go in there and record with Hank, I'm not taking a 26 by 20 kick drum either. You know <laughs> what I mean? It, yeah. I mean, I shouldn't even... Cause I, there's things that I wish I'd have done a little different, you know, like I should have just took a different kick drum, a smaller kick drum that way. And it had a more dominant kick sound, you know, and this time we're just going to go in and just do it song by song, mm-hmm. you know, not go in there and hit play and record a bunch of songs and be like, well, it needs to be mastered that fuck it. Here yeah. you go. <laughs> like it, let's do it. If you don't, don't, you yeah. know? And, uh, so this time we want to take, you know, at least do a couple songs, you know, two or three, and um, you know, because Chris has got the uh, the Dark Side sampler, mm-hmm. so you know, and he's, you know, I need to get that, get him a track. He's kind of waiting on me. Oh right. You know, and I'm the hold up on that deal. <laughs> I was like, man, if you can wait till April fifteenth, when I got, when I got two studio time booked, man, probably within a day or two after that, I can get you, you know, and. Because I don't want no past W door stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Everybody just forget it, delete it off your phones. No, no. <laughs> I'm joking. 
it, it's just you know I, I just wanted to get rid because we're not the same band mm-hmm. reclaim your enemy mm-hmm. and you know the band's original name was to be be my enemy but that techno dude in England has it so yeah oh really yeah we couldn't get no Facebook or nothing on it <laughs> but Google that so all oh, damn it so you know I, I kind of think of it as like you know what I was saying keep your friends close keep your enemies closer yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I gotta. I, it, I've got to have a story, but you know, it's a meaning to me. You know, it's like it has to have, a, like the W door. You know, it has a meaning, and I want to keep that meaning. You know, Cause if it don't, then I can't put my pure heart into it. Mm-hmm. But what it could. Do you think the meaning was behind corn. <laughs> Pro- <laughs> just listen to their music. That one for color. <laughs> Does it sound like corn? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I actually like, like corn. I just, well, yeah, I don't mind them. I just you're the first time. That's I, the one band that always pops in my head when people talk about names having a yeah. meaning. I'm like, is there really a meaning for corn? You know, there <laughs> is because they put a backwards K in it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so yeah, that makes their K you know, and a backwards R and the they're hipsters. Kind of yeah, I, I never even heard of corn until I seen them at that euthanasia show. Mm-hmm. Right, and so I thought when they started off. That's how we, like, this is so badass. Well, and see, that might not be my thing now, but I remember going, okay, they don't sound like anybody. Yeah, We should all be so lucky that we could do something like that. And that was kind of the big thing for me, too, Mm -hmm. is uh, just hearing them on, because that's the first place I heard them was on MTV. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. And I was like, what? You know, back then, it was like, you know, maybe it's a little bit more conservative back then, but, you know, a dude, dreadlocks, Adidas Kilt. suit, jumping up on there, and well, this is back when he still wore the full Adidas. Oh, when he had the, the windsuit like, or whatever. I'm a faggot. Suck my dick and like it. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, you heard the song not, you did with not, the. I'm used to like, I saw red and then I closed the door. You know, <laughs> right. that's not you know. But after more of their song, you know, like Pete, you know, Life Is Peachy come out, it took me and followed the leader as I kind of, kind of was like, you know, they ain't too fucking bad. I really, yeah. I, I got a. I was really against corn at first. That Limp Biscuit album that they, that he and uh, Jonathan Davis did that song together, yeah. All in the Family. All, yeah. yeah. And I, I actually, when I first listened because I do like Limp Biscuit, when I listened to that album, that was like one of those songs. I was like, what? And I just skipped it. Yeah. But you know, you're driving somewhere and it's playing. You're not thinking about it. And I actually listened to the words. I was like, this song's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. They're all exactly. bagging on each other. Yeah. Corny motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hell yeah. Well, guys, thanks for yeah, thanks, man. coming no. over and doing this. Yeah, yeah this is awesome. Yeah. It might be so long it never gets posted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Uploading 19 hours, 23 minutes. <laughs> so this yeah. is our podcast from last yeah. week. Where are we at? 2.05. We did uh, Severmind was 2.25, I think. Oh, yeah. oh really? Sid Falk oh. was four hours. Nice, yeah. dude. Yes, three hours Living and 45 Sid. minutes. Take a heel. We'll sit and talk to you for a long yeah. time. Yeah. And, and, and it's, he's a great guy, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, was, like, yeah, it was a cool one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I mean, I even told him later, you know, not to sound like a geek or a fanboy, but I'm like, we just had a Jack Overkill sitting on my dining room table. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Well, that's why I asked yeah. about Jim Simmons, man. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's great, man. Yeah, he was, he was sitting here and I was sitting there and I was like, Oh my God! If my fourteen-year-old self was here right now, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, you yeah. sit there listening like under the influence. Like, yeah, looking at the back of the album and stuff, and like, 
never thought. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I was jazzed when I found out he even lived in this town. Yeah, exactly. He lives in Broken Arrow. Well, like, you probably never heard of Donald Carpenter, have you? Uh-huh. He was the lead singer for Submerse. They were a hard rock band. Came out in the early 2000s. Yeah, I remember that. Name, and then man. he was the lead singer for I Empire. Okay. And uh, I was a huge Submerse fan. Loved Donald Carpenter. And uh, never got to see him. And then he came out, and I finally found I Empire, because I'm a huge Seven Dust fan. And uh, Corey Lowry was also in I Empire. So I was like, oh, I'll check them out. And I was like, man, that voice sounds familiar. And it hit me who it was. Well, I got to go see I Empire in Oklahoma City. Then I got to meet... DC and I was just like, oh, you know, <laughs> and here's Corey Lowry. He was walking off the bus talking about, man, make sure that chick leaves. You know, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and he was cool, and DC Coachman was cool, and the drummer for, I, I'm not gonna, I don't know if he's the drummer for THC now, but when he was in I Empire, he at least was previously the drummer for THC. I'm pretty sure he is because he's from Oklahoma. Yeah, well, he, he was really cool whenever, because uh, he was the drummer for Empire as well. I'm a huge TAC. And whenever whenever we got done watching their set uh, before all the band came out, he didn't go to the bus. He just came out and like all my friends were sitting that day. He came and sat by us and talked to us for a bit. He was quiet, real quiet, but he was cool. So that was probably, that was, and I got to shake LeJean Witherspoon's hand one time through a fence. <laughs> I was at I was at Rockfest and I felt like an idiot because I had like burnt orange hair because I it was a mess up I was gonna dye it black and I bleached it and then <laughs> it didn't work so I had burnt orange hair and I'm running up what is John what is John he turns around and shakes my hand about tore me through the fence and <laughs> he, you know I was staring at this God forbid thing out there when God forbid played Muskogee. Um, yeah they played the Muskogee. I remember that I was like wow they played Muskogee. said what the hell. Yeah, that's crazy. My buddy's back there playing a band called Disjointed. And oh, Disjointed yeah. was playing. was standing there and this big old boy in front of us. Recognized I don't know his name, but it's kind of like, hey, man, you know, of course, music loud, turn around and big old dude stuck my hand out, shook his, you know, shook his hand. It was like, his hands were like, you know, you figure this big old dude's like a wet he was noodle. Just like just nice, you know what I mean? Yeah, just, yeah. That's almost like you know. Yes. Yeah, was like, yeah, but you weren't gonna mouth him for it, were you? Like, well, no, sir. No, I mean I looked up at him. Yeah. You have a very firm handshake. Yes. You know, it's like meeting no big dad rich down here a couple of weeks ago. He's like Yeah. You know what I mean? He's he's such a great guy. Man, such that happened guy. when I went to that seven dust show at Rockfest, you know, it was forty thousand people. And I had gone to I Empire played that too. And so I Empire was on the smaller stage and all that remains and Hailstorm and Seven Dust were on the bigger stage. So I had gone over to see uh, uh I Empire and Heaven's Basement mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. in this moment. And so I was trying to get over there for the Seven Dust set and there's 40,000 people to walk. So I'm, yeah. I'm all the way at the back. And I just happened to say, I was like, man, you know, because I'm a huge Seven Dust fan. And this big old huge guy just turns around and goes, hey, you want to go to the front? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Grab my belt. And he turns around, <laughs> and I grab this dude's belt, man, and he just, boom, starts pushing people out of the way. And the next thing I know, I'm up against the, That's awesome. the, the barricade. <laughs> well, you know, um, they started... Uh, Face to face, you know, can't stop fucking with my head. So, you know, you've heard that song. Yeah. Well, as soon as it comes in, the whole crowd, like a sea of people, just starts going up. 
and I'm stuck between this big, huge guy and the smaller person, and my feet are off the ground, and I'm just like this through the whole time. My feet never touch the ground, but I'm bouncing in the air. Just, yeah! It was awesome. It was a great show. They killed everybody. And I'm not against All That Remains, and I saw Kill Switch, but it was with Jesse Leach. I love Howard. It's tough for me. Nothing against Jesse. I just love Howard, and so... and. Uh, Device still killed everybody, though, with three people. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I thought Seven Dust is going to be the best show I saw today. And David Draymond did his thing and got out there with three people and made every other band that played that day look like chumps. It was wow. ridiculous. Because <laughs> Lizzie Hale came up and sang If I Close My Eyes Forever with him. Yeah. Because yeah. they were both there, and it was awesome. Yeah. Before we do get off here, I got a gift at Rocklahoma. But to get this gift, you got to show up at that dark side deal at 2 p.m. Oh, a gift to give people? No, to give you. Oh, and okay. you. Okay. But you both got to share it. Hey, I'm something weird. I'll be there. It's he not, doesn't want to go. He, I tried to get oh. him to go last year. He's like, that's too far to walk. <laughs> Man, yeah, bitch, I'm just saying. I'm just saying this is a really, really, really cool gift, an honorable gift. All right, guys, look, he got you a blow up doll. All right, so just it's, okay. the, it's a double hold one. But no, I mean seriously, is is I don't want to tell you because okay. it it's 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 more about meaning because it means a lot mm-hmm. to me. Okay. You know what I mean? So hell yeah, we will be there. Sweet. We will be there because He's you know we got we like got to do that. the moment signs for Ben and Cody. We got set. You know, just like and, a Phil Red sign. Uh, oh no! If, 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 we get, if we get that, we're like. It means a lot to him, but not quite that much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I love you guys, but would you give it to him? Come on. <laughs> nice. We'd Thanks be for there. letting us come. Yeah, oh, thank yeah, you very much. Yeah. Man. No Had a great time. Man. Was oh, awesome. I don't want to thank anybody who listened to it, but then again, they might be like. <laughs> Just listen to see what comes up next. Yeah. I'm sure I said things that, you know, somebody will text me later. People will listen. Yeah. Give me grief about, but whatever. Yeah. Bring it on. It's me. They shouldn't be surprised. (laughs) His his number is BR549. Well, there you go. Travis and Devin from Claim Your Enemy. They're going to be at Rocklahoma on the dark side stage Friday at 2 p.m. That's May 26th. Get out there and check them out. It's the final show they're putting on under the name The Devil You Adore. And then they fully turn in to claim your enemy. That's right. Um, thanks to those guys for uh, coming and hanging out with us. We talked about a lot of stuff. You know, it was cool to get kind of the inside skinny on what was going on with their transition. Right. And who'd have thought we'd ever talk about Ed Bruce on the Thunder Underground podcast? Right. Well, we fucking did. So, <laughs> you know, another another uh, another goal reached. Yeah, Ed Bruce, <clears throat> Richie Katzen, <laughs> Extreme. Dillinger Escape Plan, Life of Agony, Five Finger Death Punch, Motley Crue, all in the same episode. Yeah, you got the list. Yeah, you know, among many others. <laughs> I had to add the list already because True. of you know, tagging things once we post this. That's right. Those are just a few of the things that came up you know, and kind of wide-ranging topics with these two guys. And hey, what else did we learn that we could take credit for planting the seed in Travis's head with Devin's vocals? There you go. Because he mentioned that first time he ever heard him was on our podcast. See? With King High. Look at that. So, we're there here to, you go, guys. We're here to help, people. We're here to help. Thunder Underground is the reason that Devin LaCour is in Claim Your Enemy. Wow. 
Jason told me to say that. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Anyways. Well, if you're still listening, we appreciate it. This you know was a what? long you one. You know what? You you are, <laughs> by the way, you are a tagging fucking master. You are a tagging, uh, you are like the uh, Tasmanian devil of tagging. Hey, it has to be done. I know, I know. You know, especially with the bands and the people involved with the bands to get the word out. That's right. And then once you get it up, hey, you got to let people know who I like know. these bands to listen. I know. Well, hey, I love it. I'm just saying. Well, thanks, I you, guess. You got it down to an art. <laughs> we appreciate you listening. DeepDownUnderground.com is the website. Facebook, YouTube is both, and Instagram is all DeepDownUnderground, all one word. We're on Twitter at T-H-N-D-R-U-N-D-R-Ground. Our email is thethunderunderground at gmail.com. If you got a band, send some music. Or send right. an album for us to review. Send some vinyl. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Ask for our address, send us vinyl. That, yeah. That works. There you go. Exactly. Yeah, we'll review your vinyl and how it sounds on vinyl. How about that? <laughs> at YouTube, subscribe there. We've got all the podcasts up on there, but we've also got reviews of albums, concerts, and then we've got a show called Every Album in a Row, where we listen to an artist's entire catalog in chronological order, every single song, and then just talk about how it flows. Yeah, we've done uh, Metallica, Guns N' Roses, uh, Motley Crue. Or is that one even up yet? That's coming soon. Jeez, I can't keep this shit straight. You know, <laughs> I st- I just stopped listening to Kiss. <laughs> I got to pick it back up. Because you know it'll be a while. Yeah, yeah I, and, and it's just so much, you have to take a break. Ten, ten pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. Nice. That's not what I meant. But... <laughs> Sorry. It works, though. <laughs> ten pounds of shit in a five-pound Yeah, that's it. That's what I meant. Back kiss right in there. That's... Sorry, I'm getting off off tangent there. No, that's fine. <clears throat> but yeah, like you mentioned, we got Kiss coming. We did Pantera, Megadeth, Pantera. Guns N' Roses, Van Halen, I think you said. That's but right. All that's up there. Check that out if you're a fan of any of those. Hit subscribe on there. You'll get alerted when it comes out. All the podcasts are at soundcloud.com backslash thunder-underground. Guys from bands like Seven Dust. That's right. That's just happened. New, yes. That was a good one with John Connolly. Gene Simmons of Kiss. Do you have any Michael Jackson jokes? No. Go for it. Why does Michael love 47-year-olds? There were 40 of them. There you go. I mean, that's really all we need to say right yeah. there. You can just stop. Those two bands. <laughs> Chris Broderick of Megadeth and Sid Falk of Overkill. Fuck the rest. <laughs> Except for Claim Your Enemy and Reliance Code. And everybody else we love. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of... I just pigeonholed kinda, Sigler out of everywhere. I just shut off Tulsa Mountain. Kind of dug a hole with that fuck the rest thing, didn't yeah. you, Trent? I'm going to cut that send, out. <laughs> send all... No, you're not. Send all hate mail to Trent. I had nothing to do with it. All right, well... We've also had on guys from Avatar and Drowning Pool and Bullet Boys. There's a good trio for you. I like that. I like it. <laughs> All right. Well, coming up here in the next week, we'll have on the entire band, Alter Blood. Yes. Great new band here in Tulsa. And we'll have on Scott Bartlett, the guitarist and founding member of Saving Abel. Yes, sir. So be on the lookout for that. He was a cool guy to sit down with, just like Alter Blood was. And that's basically it for this episode, I think. All right. We're out. All right, until next time. Oh, I should have known that we were going to do that. Two-part harmony, what? Yeah. We're actually going to start incorporating that more. We wasn't really pitch-matching them, but we've been working together, you know, just in vehicles or whatever, and just doing a lot of pitch-match and, you know, trying to incorporate that back into it. I really didn't want to back up sing no more, but... 
I have yet to find a band that will do it. Mm-hmm. I love harmonies. Harmonies in a live show just make it that much better if they're done correctly. Yeah. And it's I've never hard. found a band that will so. really do it. Not really. They say they'll do it and they practice it and then you get to play the show and it's like they just pitch matched. If they said anything at all. You know? yeah. King High, there was some. Uh, you know, I've got to give Evan props for that because he, he's got a good voice. He did so. But man, I've always wanted. I, I just stole my voice from Exodus. There you go. I stole everything from Exodus. Man, <laughs> Look at my guitar player's guitar. We stole it from Exodus. <laughs> I call my, my voice as a mutt. Jade, Bryce, and Redford. You know, I wish some guys could be here, but they they ain't that lucky today. <laughs> <laughs> Missed out. They just ain't in Tulsa. Thunder Underground, y'all.